Ernest, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content, Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no-ads, no-data-selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Mondays. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash Mondays for your extended 30-day free trial. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. We live. We live. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. First Monday of the second half of the year. That's a fact. That's the first fact. half was tremendous. It, and, and, and they thought it wasn't going to be. They said it wouldn't be. And it was. Shout out to everybody that's tapped in right now. Market Mondays. Today is, what's it? Today the third? Yes. Third of July. Happy birthday to all the Cancers. It's Cancer season, right? Mm-hmm. Kansas season. My brother just had his birthday on Saturday. G, what up? Happy yeah, happy, birthday, G. Happy, happy birthday to G. Yeah, yeah. Happy forty fourth to him, and happy happy uh, Monday to everybody that is uh, in New Orleans right now. Essence Fest is wrapping up. Uh, shout out to everybody that was in attendance. Everybody that showed us love. It was incredible. It was incredible, yes. man. I gotta say this, man. I'm proud. Of, I want to say I'm proud of everybody. Everybody that's tuning in right now. I want to first say that I'm proud of y'all. Because a lot of times we forget that people are actually like executing on the information and we forget to tell them how proud. This young lady walked up to me. Shout out to uh, Fidelity. We had a panel and everybody that uh, attended our panel at uh, SS Fest walked up to me and said, I'm glad. I'm so glad that you guys are here. I just wanted to tell you this. I've been waiting to tell you this for about a year now. But listening to Market Mondays 
I've made a million dollars in the market. Hey, we need you on the show. You don't know who the hell I could be. Can tell I be. That's amazing. I I just stopped. Like, you know, I'm so proud of you. Like, that's the only thing I could think of. Like, yo, I'm so proud of you. You deserve to go to Lake Como and so That's you two you deserve to be well, on the waters of Lake Como and, <laughs> and having gelato at 1 a.m. in the morning. You deserve that. Put one million in the comments, and that gelato was fine. Why is there gelato healthier than our normal food in America? You two deserve to have gelato. This is this is a fact. Yeah, I mean, like, really just proud of everybody that's 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 doing the work and uh executing on the work because. Think about that. Like that's seven figures, right? Imagine if you went from not knowing how to even trade three years ago to now making seven figures in the market. That's incredible. Just for your own personal, but just what that does for your, your family and what that does for the people around you. That's life changing money, man. And uh, all it took was a little bit of information um, and some execution, man. So shout out to everybody. I'm proud of every one of you that are out there doing it, man. It is very, very humbling to know that we played a, a part in that. But again, y'all had to, you know, push the buttons to make sure that's that. Execute. That it went through so shout and out here's the best part it was absolutely free no management fee no subscription fee no back-end royalty right if we made you money please put yes in chat i need a bunch of yeses tonight she's sitting there watching right now like i'm in the mood tonight about me. <laughs> i'm proud of you queen we need you on the show yeah. just five minutes and there's so many stories like that man so shout out to everybody do remember hit the like button and share this is live show live yes. broadcast the last one until after invest fest facts perhaps facts <laughs> um so let's get into this there's a lot to talk about uh first and foremost shout out to the great city of new orleans thank you for the hospitality thank you to my brother larry morrow yeah morrow um, man morrow legend <laughs> in the game a certified one held us down went to his his restaurant went to his club um and shot some content with him that'll be coming out very very oh soon. my god for real How yes, yes 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 yeah, it happened was, finally that was, that was dope shout yeah, out to go. um the baldwin company which is a black owned bookstore and coffee shop in yes. new orleans and we got a chance to go to that and and actually did the uh the live taping of an episode with larry there mm-hmm. so that was dope it was a very dope experience um happy birthday to richard Lou Dennis, <laughs> Rich Lou, our guy. Um, shout out to Fidelity for having us at Essence Fest. Shout out to Essence Fest. Shout out to everybody that was there. It was very well put together. Um, shout out to my guy G Code. Yes, Nas's um, right hand man. Shout out yes. to Marcus, Nas's barber. Um, yes, we connected with them. Shout out to Roxy. Yes, um, Roxy, she cooking. Yeah, she was on a plane with us, and um, Can't you? Terrence J, of course, that. my brother Terrence J, <laughs> the legend himself. That's my brother. Um, yeah, shout out to Terrence J. Shout out to Kenny Burns. One thousand percent. It was just it's so many, so many people that was out there, man. We was all out there. Mike, shout out to my there, baby. Man. Oh, Ooh, there you have it. Nice. There you have it. Zen, what's up? <laughs> there you have the it. Ball. There you have it. So yeah, it was it was vibes. Shout out to Styles P. I was on a plane, so I'm on a plane. Coming back from New Orleans last night, we didn't get it back into New York till 12 o'clock. Yes. And Styles sat next to me on the aisle. Like I was here and he was on the other aisle, other, you know, so we like kind of like, you know, across from each other. Yeah. We started a conversation. The plane was taking off in New Orleans, right? And I'm like, yo, you ever heard of Chat GPT? He's like, nah, what's that? And I showed him. 
what it was, and that started the conversation as the plane took off. The conversation ended when the plane landed. No, it didn't end. Then. <laughs> it ended when he was walking <laughs> to his car <laughs> to the parking lot saying how he's not going to sleep tonight. Yeah, I literally, I literally <laughs> spoke to him for when three hours. Brain, and he light up, boy. Yeah, I spoke. Me and Styles had a three-hour conversation about ChatGBT, about AI, about the state of hip-hop, yeah. mm-hmm. about drill music, about uh, veggies, about... <laughs> Everything. Like, <laughs> Al, Al Sharpton was not happy with it. <laughs> Al Sharpton was on the plane also. <laughs> These guys talk three hours straight. Nobody could sleep. I had noise cancellation, but every time I looked, I'm like, they still. I seen Shadi's body moving, so he was laughing. I'm like, are we stay still talking? Yo, <laughs> it was a three. I've never done that before. I had a three hour conversation across the aisle with Styles. So shout out to Styles P. Can you Styles. tell us the biggest gym that you took away from the conversation? They're gonna kill me if I don't ask. You don't have to answer. But. <laughs> Styles, I need another verse. Write it in chat, GPT for me, please. Well, you know, it's one of these things where you know Styles is a very um, he, he's a very smart guy and very you know he's yeah. he's super dope. Uh, so a lot of the conversation was about AI, and he was just saying like he had never seen Chat GPT ever in life. So when I was showing it to him, and I was and he was just like, "Yo, this is this is scary, bro." Like. This is going to take away so many jobs. And he was like, and then we start talking about the music side. And he was like, you know, like <laughs> it, it, they can't, they can't duplicate the soul, like mm-hmm. the soul part of it. Like there's nothing they can do to get the soul. So his thing was like, you know, he was just very, um, he's like, yo, I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight, bro. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, so, so yeah. So, um, I, it, it, it was a great, um, it, it kind of like a microcosm of what's happening now with society where so many people are just unsure about AI, not really, you know, want to embrace it, but then kind of scared about it at the same time. Not sure if it's going to be a good thing. Not sure if it's going to be a, a negative thing. Um, it's just crazy. Um, so yeah, that was a, that was a dope conversation because it was dope just to show him that for the first time he had never seen it before. And, um, Common theme. Yeah, a lot of people have not seen common theme. Common theme. Did you show him the app or did you show him like the web version? The app. The app. The app. Yeah. 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 Common theme. I had a conversation this week uh, with a a gentleman, an exec, formerly of Nvidia, about AI, and um, enlightening man, enlightening. And we've been on a great path where we're exposing people to what it is and the power that it can have. Um, but also there's the other side of it, and we spoke about this too, is that we're being introduced to it as a general public. So yeah. imagine how far ahead the technology is from the engineering side in the engineering world and in, you know, Palo Alto, right. And Silicon Valley, what they're doing now, now that this is being released to the general public, yes. you gotta, you gotta be super mindful of that. Um, so yeah, man, but yeah. you know, I just thought about it, the, the flight going to New Orleans, Sitting across from me on the aisle was Rossi. Yes. And um, me and her, we spoke. We had a great conversation. That wasn't three hours, though. No, it wasn't three hours, but it was a good conversation. <laughs> and then coming, me and Styles spoke. And we had a great conversation. And then Al Sharpton was in the first row with a three-piece suit on. What was his temperament that day? Because you know Al. Uh, Al and he was he was chilling. He had a, he was sharp. <laughs> he was sharp as a tack. Looked like he just came out of Sunday service. He had, he had the hair slicked back. He had the he had the yeah, shoes that, on. That, that sh- that, he, he had, had the shag back. Mind you, show up as a star everywhere. Mind yeah. you, it's a hundred degrees in New Orleans. Yeah. He had the three piece suit on, yeah. pinstripe. Now Al, Al Sharp well, is a tap. Pepsi say the TV won't know. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy when, when we seen him, he was <laughs> when we were at the tournament, he was standing in the bar, yeah. like not drinking, just standing there away from everybody. I'm like, yo, that's that's really him. Fresh like a preacher on Sunday morning. Shout out to shout out to Al Sharpton. Shout out to Al Sharpton. That's a fact. All right. Hit the like button and share. Oh, last thing. Big episode tomorrow. Big episode tomorrow. Our brothers, we got a special uh surprise for you guys for J- July 4th. One o'clock tomorrow, 85 South. Yeah. Oh man. 85 South show. Carlos, when you told me about that. Chico and DC Young Fly. All three of them. We interviewed them. We did it a few days ago. Um, another one where we showed them chat GBT for the first time. Super dope, <laughs> super dope part. They actually it was, a, it was a script. They they started reading the script on the spot. It was super dope. They they yeah. they had never seen they had never seen chat GBT either. And it blew their minds. Um, we did it right in the middle of the interview, but they got a number one show on Netflix right yes, now. Yes, go go um, tap into that. Shout please. out to them. Run it and, up. Um, you know, right. It's good to see them. It's good to see them in good spirits. Um, you know, and that was a dope, dope conversation about yeah. they got so much business going on. It's crazy. I, we had never met DC Young Fly. It's the first time that we ever met DC Young Fly, yeah, which is crazy. That. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but here's so, the best. The best part of that. It was like outside of everything that's going on. You know, he's, he's, he's investing. Like he's in the stock market. Oh, yeah. No, no. Fly invest and trades. <laughs> yeah. Like he tra- like he's like a yeah. day trading. And I'm like, oh, this is this is going to be dope. We actually got a Zoom call uh, that we're going to have together. Just to to go with some strategy, but I, I was like, "Yo, that's dope, man!" Like, yeah. just think about where you come from. Obviously, everybody knows you for one thing, but like, your interests are beyond just what people know you for. So you see him in the acting, you see him doing comedy, but yo, he's investing and training. So shout out to DC, man. They they all they all invest, but DC is like probably the most in, in the most involved in it. Yeah, yeah, and he was yeah. telling he's like, "I watch y'all all the time." He's asking yeah. us questions like, "Yo, you know, what about how you feel about the options, day trading? How many trades should you take?" Like, he's very very he's interesting. Very, he's a student. Yeah, he's a student. Yeah, yeah. He's very, he's, when I did the episode with him, like he brought up Haikanashi, and I was like, bro, oh, <laughs> he's watching it all. Yeah. No, he's, he's tapped, watching he's it tapped, all. He's tapped in. I know he had done some stuff with Aristotle before. So yep. uh, to DC. So that comes out one o'clock tomorrow, 85 South EYL collaboration on our YouTube channel, all podcast outlets. Check it out. Oh, wait, wait. Before we before we step into into uh, our normally scheduled, just real quick, want to shout out the home team. Uh, July 15th, July 15th, if you are in New York City, if you're in the Tri-State, if you're anywhere in the world, uh, shout out to the home team. Curl Fest will be July 15th at, what is it, Randall's Island in New York City? Randall's Island. Uh, shout out to Simone and the whole team. Um, you know, anytime we get to support, we will. We, we actually went to Curl Fest a couple of years ago and watched over 30,000 people come together uh, for our movement, man, around natural hair. So shout out to them. They're bringing that's it dope. back this year. And that's the home team. We went to high school with her. Uh, so to see the, her growth and her team's growth is incredible. So make sure y'all, y'all tap in. I know the community center, the center is bringing um, some young ladies from our neighborhood out there. My daughter will be there. Um, and hopefully, I think we'll be in town. So we're going to pull up. Yeah. All yeah. right. Let's disclaimer, please. Yeah. Y'all know how this works, man. Do your own research. Our content is intended to be used. It must be used for informational purposes only. It's very important to do your own analysis before making any investment based on your own per- personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our show and wish to re- rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. This is a message brought to you by the good brothers at Earn Your Leisure and the good brother Ian Dunlap, the master investor himself. Please continue to do the research, and please, when y'all see us, tell us how that research has panned out. Like we said, a lot of money's being made, man. It's always humbling to hear it. So, shout out to y'all. Proud of you. Um, uh, Millie, let's announcements. 
announcement? Yes, uh, Stock Club call will be this Saturday. Uh, we had an amazing call this Saturday talking about the Wagner Group. Maybe we'll talk about that tonight. There is a little civil war brewing in Russia. Bye. Um, uh, Putin and his former right hand man. Mm, mm. So that was amazing. Stock Club prices will be out tomorrow. Uh, go to joinredpanda.com sometime this week. I'll release the renewal uh, subscription link for you guys as well. And for InvestFest, Red Panda, I need 700 of y'all to mm. join me on stage. So, Ashley, get ready. I won't have any issues. Got <laughs> uh, you gotta show up. And if I've made you money, please put yes in chat. 700. 700. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's, let's do 700 this. 700 Breezy. <laughs> new movie. 700 Breezy. 300. What are, the, what are the top performing tech stocks in the first half of 2023? I've been waiting for this all week. Um, so the first half of the year, things have done pretty well. NVIDIA, up 190%. Yes. Mark Zuckerberg put on, he took out 45. He put back on his 23 jersey. <laughs> Been in the zone. I can't lie. Meta's up 138%. Um, Tesla's up 113%. Troy, you talked about this one being a stock of the year. Amazon is up 55%. Apple is up 50. Netflix is up 49. Microsoft is up 43. And Google is up 36% for the year as well. So the big message I want to give is even though there's a lot of discussion week to week, day to day on the news outlets about what companies matter, it's the same five to eight companies that matter the most. And the ones, the people that held the most um, are the ones who end up getting the biggest gains. Um, NVIDIA is one that I was screaming about all last year and top of this year. So for those of you who are still in it, I'm very proud of you. But I think the lesson here is not to try and sector rotate or chase the news that you may see on CNBC. Um, and just to focus on the ones that are producing quality gains and that has an edge in this new generation. Like the old tech model is over. The social media model is dead. And of course, with the innovation of AI, um, NVIDIA, AMD are going to be some major players. Um, but if you miss out on those, Apple is still printing 52%. Microsoft is up 43%. Meta has done incredibly well. And of course, Bitcoin. Uh, has made a, a great surge as well. I don't know if you want to classify that as tech, but um, Bitcoin has had a hell of a return this year. I got. Well. Yeah, look, I'm gonna run down some more tech. Right, those are those are the major players, but there's yep. there's some other ones inside of tech that are having incredible years. Let's start with uh, cybersecurity. Palo yep. Alto up 83 percent. Semiconductors, AMD up 76 percent. Yep. Salesforce up 60 percent. Broadcom up 55 percent. Fortinet. Up 54%. Lamb Research up 53%. On Semiconductor up 51%. We're talking about real numbers, right? And so, like, even if you weren't inside of the big core five or six, there were still gains. And we'll talk about another one later on tonight that yeah. there's still opportunities for games, right? When we talk about technology and we talk about semis, I mean, we've covered it extensively and we, we will continue to. There's places inside. There, there doesn't have to be a sector rotation every time that you hear that on the news. Like, stick to your script, yep. stick to your plan, and stick to the things you know. Stick to Monolithic the things you power know. systems. <laughs> they were up fifty percent. Like, um, Carnival Cruise Lines. You can bring them up. I'm still not a fan of them, but you mm -hmm. can't deny the gains. They've been up. I think almost ninety percent. Like this year was a rebound year. The interesting part is while all of those are up, the Dow is up three percent for the year. Right unbelievable so like at the top of the year i was saying that we were going to be flat that was relatively flat the s p has not moved that much outside of those eight mm 
Yeah. Um, I think so, S&P's yeah. up 14%. Yeah. 14%. I, think, I, think it'll, it'll, I think it'll pull back maybe August. Mm-hmm. So not a lot, but um, it's really interesting that the Dow has not moved, but that's because of the weighting, how the Dow is constructed. That they haven't had more gains, and I think at some point that needs to change. Yeah, and then we got we got Nasdaq. I think up twenty seven percent. Nasdaq is cooking. Yeah, Nasdaq. Two tech, two index, no stress. Yeah, think about that though, right? Like last year at this time, we were looking at the Nasdaq down thirty percent. And so that's when we talk about being in 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 the game and 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 thinking from a long term perspective from investing. This is what we're talking about. In one year, you watch something be down thirty percent, and now. Come back a year later, it's up 20, 27% with you know good signs of showing that there's still more growth to happen. Which was the ideal time to buy? Like if the S&P is down like 14 to 20% and NASDAQ is down like 25%, that's really an ideal time to buy. Um, and that's why I always tell everyone who's listening, like don't get dissuaded by the news to not invest. Like when things are at its worst and you're hearing all the negative news, that's an ideal time to buy like and most importantly it's just consistently buying and blocking out the noise is more key than anything um because i hate when people are incredibly optimistic to buy at the top of the market and i'm like that's not the time to buy last year was the time to like load the boat uh, we're in a cycle of acquisition and now that you know ai has become like the new nft or new crypto rally as a result the market has went up a hell of a lot so but the biggest lesson I want everyone to take away from this is pick four that you love, hold on to them for dear life, and pour money into them every month. Do it. Put it yeah. put it in chat. Investing is easy. Yeah. Also, um, if anybody remembers, I'll go back to this again. Um, the presidential cycle. Mm-hmm. Remember, we spoke about this. We spoke yeah, about twenty. We spoke about this. We spoke about it like three different times. Mm-hmm. Um. Put yes in chat if you remember when we, we spoke about the presidential cycle. Now that's copyrighted, Rashad. Now go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, Drip report by Dunlap coming something up. <laughs> so, um, you know, we spoke about this and it's crazy because during the, the historical information for the presidential cycles, the second year is usually the worst for a stock market, second year of a presidency. Yep. The, third, the third year is the best um chef's kiss and then it kind of cools off a little bit going into the fourth year so um it's crazy because that's actually what that is happening yeah and it's almost like right around the time it was like you know around like early spring first quarter to late fall mm-hmm. is a is the is the bear run like i mean a bull run like a really big bull run historically um it's actually played out exactly how history has dictated in the past. Yeah. Um, which is kind of crazy if you think about it, because we we actually spoke about it. Many so, times a multitude. I think even Caleb talked about it as well. I, I think what one of the guests, maybe Peter talked about it as well. And we went over also, the chart, your chart, your, your chart guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. JC shot to JC. Yeah, he went he, over it as well. He went over the chart. He actually showed the chart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everybody was saying, "Hey, this this is not a bull run. This is not a bull run. There's going to be a bear market coming." And he's showing us otherwise and saying, "Look, I, I don't make these things up. I'm just looking at the data and what it's showing, and the yeah. data has been correct as well." Here, here's the thing: I want the audience to know. Also, July is like one of the best months to buy stocks as well. So, like, even in the first 15 days, like 
we should get a nice run. But like most stocks that are publicly traded and most funds that are buying them are buying them in like long only strategies, meaning they're not shorting. So even when Apple hit, we'll talk about it later, the valuation of three trillion. Some people was like, well, should we short it now? And I'm like, for what? When 90% of the funds that are buying it are buying it long only. There are some stocks you could short. Like if you look at the worst performance stocks, AP, um, Etsy, CVS, um, Truist Financial Corporation, you can short those. But the ones that are printing 50%, 70%, there are funds that are only putting money into them on the long-term side. And the same cycles that you see like in, let's say the NBA, there's only maybe eight, what Rashad and Troy, maybe eight or nine teams historically that are going to win titles year over year. You want to act as if that the Indiana Pacers have a chance to win. Shout out to Indiana Pacers. This is my hometown, right? Or home state. But the Pacers not win the title this year. Um, so in the same fashion, these same cycles work over and over again. There's best months to buy, best months to stay away, best months to short. It is your job to follow the information here and take advantage of it so we can make you money. Um, I will say this also, that um... – Remember when I said, I said a while ago when tech was going crazy right after the pandemic and I'm like, this is overinflated and it's going to come down. Mm-hmm. And right after that, it came down. I don't think we're at that point now, but we're, we're fastly approaching. You have to understand when things start to not make sense anymore and when something's not sustainable. Um, Even when, AI. Well, AI is here to stay. But I'm just saying, yes. just the hype around it for companies to just go up 58%, 120%, it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. This is not. So we will see a pullback in tech. Yes, for sure. Would. For sure. And I will call um, it one of pre recorded shows. Huh? I said, I will call it on one of pre recorded shows. <laughs> Can we open La Marina back up a song? <laughs> Boy. Hey. So, so I say, I have to say, just you have to be patient. I know um, if you missed if you missed this run, I mean it's not like it's, you can steal him, but you never want to buy high. You never want to buy at a fifty-two week high. That's that's the that's important. That's law. Um, unless you're dollar cost averaging, then it doesn't matter. But if you just want if you just, you don't want to try to time the market and put money in it at the high, um, so you will you will have an opportunity mm-hmm. to put money into the market, but you just have to be patient. It's true. You must practice patience. That's true. I'll be I'll be like a hundred percent transparent. Like uh, this Tesla run that it's been on over the past two months, I'm, I wasn't in, and I've been trying to like just be patient with it. Like I yeah. I have shares of it. Obviously, I'm making money on that side, but you know I like to do like leaps in the options game, and I, the timing hasn't been right for it. And so I just got to be been patient. With it. Away. Yeah, it's just been, yeah. Every time I'm like I'm like nah, this ain't it. Yeah. This ain't the time. This ain't the moment. But that's something you have to learn. Like there have been times in the past where it was like I'm gonna catch this thing on the way up. And then it goes up and then that slides huge, down. huge slide. percent Yeah. You're right. And so this is one of those times where experience and patience and discipline comes in into work. And now it works in your favor. It's like I'm happy for everybody that that is in Tesla. Like it's a company that I believe in. It's why I have shares in it. Yep. Um, but watching people like win is like that's dope. And in the back of your mind, like that's great i missed yeah. it but that's cool we got, i gotta be cool with that i'll have wins um because we in this game for a long time money it comes with a lot of questions how do i save where should i invest can i build wealth to pass on it's hard to know where to get the answers that's why the people at fidelity do what they do they make it easier for you to get information to make better money decisions 
They've got articles and videos, tips and apps, and insights and perspectives that can make planning, saving, and investing less stressful. And when you want to talk it through, there's a real person on the other end with real answers. Helping people is what they do. And as a part of their $250 million Invest in My Education initiative, Fidelity is supporting eligible students from underserved communities in the Boston, Dallas, Fort Worth, and Raleigh, Durham areas by combining scholarships with ongoing assistance, mentorship, and better paths to post-graduation employment. Want to learn more? Visit fidelity.com slash blackwealth. Yeah, and for those of you who are investing long-term, just hold on for 10 years, block out all noise. Um, one of the biggest mistakes I see people is taking in too much information, trying to get a confirmation bias one way or another, when if you just let the equity sit in your portfolio and add to it, you have way, like how many people do we know that probably have been watching the show for a year and a half, two years and still haven't executed yet because they're afraid or taking in too much information when you could have just had the gains if you would have just applied the information. Um, so my biggest suggestion to everyone, I mean, even and the reason why I love Apple and when they even close above the three, three trillion valuation, like they're still printing amazing gains. Like if you have a big so, so for those of you who have more money, let's say you want to put one hundred thousand into the market, 500,000, you're like, where's the safe place? Apple's going to give you the slowest and smallest drawdown of any big company, and you'll still be able to have predictable gains out of that. So if you're working with a smaller account, you may want to pick something more volatile, if you will, to try and get a gain there. But if you have less money, index and Apple are, are a safe way. So regardless of any market, as Jim Cramer would say, uh, there's a bull market somewhere. and I'm Somewhere out there. <laughs> it yeah. exists somewhere. Hit the like button and share. Yes. Text your, your auntie, your baby daddy, your side dude. Um, <laughs> Uzi Vert, text Ice Spice. Oh. Shout out to JT for having two phones, being an amazing Apple investor. And Hit getting like <laughs> <laughs> And she got the phone back. Boomerang. Boy. I said, she is superhero. <laughs> Don't play with me. Boy. Hit Fellas, the like. I'm just networking line. Don't work. Yes. Don't work. Sersky. Yes, Sersky. Get your tickets to InvestFest. Please. Sean Diddy Combs has been confirmed as a headliner. Congratulations to the great Robert Smith, who sold a company yeah. for 4.6 billion dollars. Um it was a, it was a uh cybersecurity, I believe. Yes. Cybersecurity company name, uh, Apatio. Microsoft purchased it, correct? IBM. IBM. Um, IBM. Okay. Microsoft. No, IBM purchased it. Okay. Um, four point six. Four point six billion dollars. Uh, he made a lot of money on that transaction. So let's break this down. How this works quickly. Um, it wasn't that he sold his company. I saw a lot of people that that was a little confused in the comment section saying, like, you know, they was no, we shouldn't be selling our companies. So for four billion, yeah, I'ma say it. For four billion, yes, you should. Yes, you should. If somebody offered y'all four billion, listen, you can sell Red Panda. I might have, have two and a half right now. I don't even get the table. Let me get my 55%. Stop saying that we shouldn't sell companies. The purpose of buying a company or building a company is to sell it so you then can enjoy time with your family, not to be slaves forever. Or perhaps create more companies. Yeah, well, the thing with his, so his business is, is private equity. So they what they do is that they 
purchase companies, right? They invest in companies, but they pretty much like purchase the company. They they own majority stake in the company. They'll so they'll buy X, Y, and Z company and they'll pay a hundred million dollars to have fifty-one percent ownership of the company. Yep. And the reason why the the owner of the business will do that is because you know they feel like they have taken it to the point where they can't take it any further. Um and now you know they need they need to scale it. They need resources. They need money. Um, with the with the hope and the intention that the company is valued at a hundred million today. By the time that they sell it, they might sell it for a billion, right? And then everybody eats because now you're going to make money on that on that side as well. So that's actually what he does for a living. He buys companies and, and then he sells them. Uh, Paul Judge just texted me. That's ironic. Shout out to Paul. Shout um, out to Paul. So. We need to get Paul on the show. Aaron, Rashad Williams, my brother. I know you're not doing interviews, but if we can get you and Paul on the show together, that would be great for the culture. My bad, Rashad. Go ahead. Gotta put for, it out there. For sure. Um, so it's his it's it's his business model to buy companies and to sell them. So we just have to educate the um the public to understand um that he didn't sell out. It's not like he you know, sold his company yeah, and, and he his. could, he could sell his company if he wants. That's mm -hmm. his, that's his right. But that's not actually what happened. So he sold and he sells companies all the time. This was just a very big sale. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he sold the company for 4.6 billion. Everybody made a lot of money in that transaction. It's not like he gets 4.6 billion, obviously, because he has partners in the company and, you know, the, the owner, original owner. So, Let's say he made a hundred million. No matter what, he made a lot of money, right? Um, so this is something that very important um, piece of news, and uh, of course he will be headlining InvestFest. So um, it's crazy because that came out, and then at the same week, our other headliner Diddy yeah, made some news. He it came out that Diageo parted ways with him, and that's a big Man. deal as far as the um, the tequila brand that he has, and really understanding the, the business side of that. And he enlightened us to a, a variety of different things that we weren't aware of when we spoke to him about the, 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 the liquor industry and why he sued and why he felt that it was, it, it wasn't um, fairly done. And he was saying like, you know, the information um, is important for entrepreneurs to know when you're dealing with corporate, like how they take advantage of people and how they, you know, Absolutely. play off of your ignorance. Mm -hmm. So he's a headline as well. And then the other key headliner in this situation is Richard Paul. And um, it came out oh, that uh, did he have a great week on the first day <laughs> on, the, on the first day of uh, NBA um, uh, free agency. Free agency, yeah, three hundred and ninety million closed in contracts for for three of his clients, and he will be at InvestFest. Um, and that was just in the first day. He has since added more to that portfolio. We just saw. Uh, Anthony Edwards just signed an extension for over 260 million. Jeez. They are they're they're Rich Paul, I need an agent. <laughs> but here, here's the best thing. There's a bunch of other people that we can't announce yet. Look, Get your we, tickets. When oh, can we announce my lineup, yo? No, no, gotta, Ian, gotta, Ian, gotta, I gotta practice patience. There, there was a text that came through two days ago that you don't even know about that we I'm gonna have to text you about that's been added. Is is Historic, is, is, historic is an understatement. 
um, monumentous is an understatement. What, what's going to happen here is something that is going to be beyond legendary. When you have this level of talent, this level of uh, brain capacity, this level of excellence in the same place at one time, what's about to happen for our community is going to be life changing, man. Get your tickets to Aventa. This is this this is something that's never been done before ever in the history of the world. Um, and get your hotel. It's we have a hotel block. It's on the website. Do not but wait I'll, to the last minute, or you'll be staying uh, in Tennessee <laughs> trying yeah, to drive over. First, yeah. So the first yeah. hotel block is gone, but uh, I think they have the second one at the Hyatt Regency. The Regency. So if if you if you're trying to get a hotel, uh, tap in at the Hyatt Regency. Go to our website investfest.com. Get all the information. Make sure y'all get your rooms. Y'all want to be there in person. Be there early. We're going to be there about a week early. We're going to be doing a couple other things that we're going to announce, but make sure y'all there. But I want to say something too about it's a, this is a lot of people say all the time where it's like, well, if he sold it for $4 billion, then it was worth 28 They get this from this Master P thing when Master P was like, well, if, well <laughs> you shout to out to Master million. P and Rap Snacks. So shout out to Master P for sure. But I mean, yeah, it's kind of common sense. If just think about this logically, right? If you're selling something to me and I'm buying it from you, I think that it's more valuable than what you're selling it for, or I wouldn't buy it. That's just that's just that's just the common room. Yeah, and a supply it's, chain for them to make a return. It's a, it's a it's the system only works if there's a buyer and a seller. There has to be a seller for the system to work. If there's no if there's no seller, it's not going to work. So this is like the original barter system, right? Where it's like if you're selling me something, I think that I'm going to pay for it right now, but it's worth more than that, or I wouldn't buy it. So yeah, that's a that's that's not the best way to go about it. To think like, well, if he sold it for four billion, then how much? Because it's not, it might not be in his interest to keep the company for twenty years and nurture it. And he got a, a bunch of other. He's buying a hundred companies in that time frame, right? Like his his model is to buy it, build it, and sell it. Yeah. IBM's model might be to groom it, grow it. Neither one of them are, are bad, but. We have to be careful because we just we're repeating narratives that we fully don't even understand ourselves. And maybe that didn't work for other people. Yeah. Yeah. You can hold on to like so if you're an entrepreneur and you sell to or have an angel invest, there needs to be room for the angel to invest and take it to venture. Venture needs to be able to take it to private equity or go public. Once the IPOs, there needs to be room for the retail investor to have room for it to grow. Also, you should know what that multiple is. So if I take Red Panda and sell it to Schwab for two and a half billion, I need to know how long it'll take them to get to a multiple of 16 for it to be worth it in a down economic environment over a four or five year period. Otherwise, no deal. That's why you have to study every market, every swath of investor, whether it's small, large, private equity. And that's why if you come to Market Mondays or Invest Fast, like you need to listen to all the kind, not just if you're in real estate, you need to listen to more of the private equity and publicly traded side. If you're in stocks, you need to go listen to PE and venture and media because you need to. Even when we talk about celebrities, a lot of times people will say, why? The celebrity is also the marketing engine for the company for it to go public. Going back to Diddy, there's no way in hell they shouldn't have offered him equity. And they're offering him royalty on products. But when Jay said, I wanted to buy this for 1.5, after they said it was 1.5, why wouldn't you sell it? Because it is worth way more and you don't want him to get control and interest. But if you're not having these conversations and you're only reading the headlines on Instagram and Twitter, it may not make sense. 
There's been a, you want to talk Ponzi schemes, that entire liquor market and how they've been using us for branding and marketing for the last 30 years is fucking egregious. No one would have been buying that product if it wasn't for Diddy. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the part that people got to realize is the, the amount of time that it took for him to even get to that point. Right. He's been trying to have his own spirits for 20 years. Like we're watching it over the past 10. Like, this is great. Like we started seeing those rock commercials maybe in 08, 09 when he's, you know, they're doing the Ocean's Eleven. That's 08, 09. But like he's fighting that since the early to like 2000. Right. And what he's fighting for is not just for himself. It's for what's coming after that, for the next person who wants to have their own spirits. Right. So you're not going to you're not just going to treat him away and set a bar and a standard for everybody that comes behind him. He's trying to make sure that everybody uh, makes profit and makes it a situation that it benefits both parties, not just the one side. And that's what we've seen. So once again, <sighs> these companies like hedge funds are owned by small families. Yeah. And often they won't let other families in of a certain hue. And we have to have a coalition to figure out a way how to be able to do so. Yeah. And still, yeah, we brought up Diageo when we were at Market Mondays Live in London, right? We're going to be talking mm -hmm. about companies. And we talked about over the percent since 1993. It's been up 1,200%. That's a lot to do That's insane. with the marketing um, from people from our culture. Well, we'll monitor the situation. Um, okay. So let's talk about the Supreme Court, <coughs> two, two rulings yeah. that affect people. Um, the first one, let's talk about affirmative action. <laughs> so, um, yes, Supreme Court ruling on affirmative action. This is something that um, is big news for anybody that has a child in college or looking to go to college um, or looking to apply to a university. Um, for sure. So in a landmark decision, the Supreme Court has ruled against the use of race as a factor in university admissions. The court's ruling stems from a case that questioned the constitutionality of affirmative action policies in higher education. The verdict has far reaching implications for affirmative action policies, which aim to foster diversity and address historical racial disparities in education. Advocates of affirmative action argue that such policies are vital for creating inclusive educational environments. Conversely, opponents believe that omissions should be based on merit alone. This ruling may reshape demographics educational institutions and has ignited a renewed debate on how to achieve diversity and equity in education without using race as a criteria. This is also important to note that President Donald Trump changed the makeup of the Supreme yep. Court by appointing, I believe, two conservative. Was it two? I think you got three. Three? I think you got three. Uh, let's do some researches to see, but, uh, several conservative Supreme court justices, once you get appointed to the Supreme court, you're there for life. Mm -hmm. yep. So it's extremely important. Like, you know, as far as, you know, when somebody gets on and the, the, the court is, uh, a conservative court at this point, they outnumber the liberals. So, um, obviously conservatives have never been a big proponent or fan of affirmative action. So it wasn't really a surprise that they would, you know, target affirmative action. 
And they did. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so yeah, so three justices. Yep. Which is that's actually a lot. I yeah, think yeah. that's probably more than any president. He remember he had that right, he, he, right yeah. before the election. He he uh, got the last one in. It's pretty remarkable. Yeah. He only served one term and got three three judges in. I don't, I don't know if that's ever happened before. So um okay. What is, what's the deal? One is disheartening. Um, two, this is another pawn off the, the board to close that racial wealth gap. Um, if and if this is going to be the case in the ruling, then all legacy um emissions need to be waived as well. There needs to be a suit on that. So Harvard, Princeton, MIT, Brown, we you have to do a reform and change on how legacy gets into your universities and institutions. The first thought that I had when I saw this though was, are we surprised? I've said it many times on many platforms and probably four times on here. And everyone says that I was race baiting. I'm gonna get in my Umar back for a second. As soon as we at scale started and that black women started to build businesses, make traction, we got into real estate, stocks, crypto, NFT, Airbnb, oh, all of a sudden, there was all these roadblocks and legislation to slow us down. And if we have our legs cut off from underneath us in terms of college, um, I think this is a linchpin that has been in the works for a long time. But I think they wanted to accelerate it because they saw the traction and involvement that we were having in investing. We, I think in terms of solutions, we have to find a way to get to our kids earlier first, second, third, fourth, fifth grade. I think we played a big part in that, but I think we have to do more because if they're going to go merit-based, the, the quote-unquote pick yourself up by the bootstraps BS, we have to find a way to reach our kids um, earlier. But this is why the political system is like so key and who you vote for has a huge impact. And if you voted for Donald Trump and you are black, I don't want to hear anything. I want to be clear. If you voted for Trump, you got to lay in bed and accept this L and what comes with it. Yeah, this is the byproduct of that vote and him uh, being able to select three uh, justices. But the, the the case is interesting, right? Like it was really based on a group called the, the Students' Fair Admissions Act or program that was fighting a case in Harvard and fighting a case in North Carolina. Those two schools about the admission process. Um, and they didn't ask for admissions to be banned. They didn't ask for affirmative actions to be uh, abolished in admissions. They wanted affirmative action and ethnicity from all educational settings. Yep. So admissions is just the first thing. First step. Right? It's the first step. The next thing, who knows what it is, right? It's like, hey, we won't administer financial aid. There will be like, there will be no uh, race uh, theory teaching at any public university or state university. Like, that that's that's really what the goal. Like people need to pay attention to that because the mission is just the first thing. Mm -hmm. The other part is that, and doing the research on it, it was like, wow, I wonder if they've tried this before. And then you look in the research and you see that California, they did away with it in, in the nineties. Yep. Michigan did away with it as well. So yep. you had two states where it didn't exist at all. What does it do for college admissions? I mean, the obvious is it does. It makes it less diverse, right? Courses that used to be taught will now be predominantly non-productive, right? Like they, they had to study at Michigan State where they, they had students that were in I mean, African-American studies, right? That class is no longer 
predominant. It's not even, it doesn't have the population that it once did, right? Yeah. So the effectiveness of the teaching is like, well, okay, who are we teaching this to, right? So it spans there, but I think does it spill over to economics? Absolutely. Right, because it starts in schools, but then it, it, it spans to ec- an economic issue and an hiring issue, and it's like you can see how this plays out. I mean, like, we were just talking about it in Market Mondays in, in London, where like Rashad, what was it? A, a half of one percent of all funding goes to black startups. So now, if you don't have quote unquote education and you aren't able to network across with people at school. That will cut the funding even there dramatically over the next it's, 10 or 15 years. Even the, the thought of having admission based on merit doesn't even make sense, right? Like, we, we went to college. We know how this is, man. It's, it's really not about what you know. It's about who you know, yes. right? And we saw that with the college scandal a couple of years ago. It's really about that network of people that you know and who is a booster and who's going to allow you to have interest into your schools, mm-hmm. right? So now it's like, well, how do we change admissions? If it's not just based on merit, do we now do away with SATs? Do we like these these standardized tests? What's the point of them, right? Like during the pandemic, it was like we don't need them. When when they saw that kids weren't trying to enroll or enrolling at the same race that they liked, all right, let's do it with the SATs. Let's lower the barrier. Mm-hmm. Now SATs are back, and it's like, how do you? What makes it merit based? Well, I'll say this: I don't know if uh, college degrees has moved the needle. Because um, also. we we haven't made any any uh, improvements in the wealth gap, and um, that hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know the economic effects of it because it's not like uh, it's not like you know once we started going to college we just drastically everybody was a millionaire. That's just that's just the truth. So do I think that it's beneficial? No. Not beneficial. It is a way to block us out of the job market as well. So, like, okay, let me play devil's advocate and act like I was the evil villain behind this. And if I want to get 15% of the black population out of the job market, if I introduce um, artificial intelligence, autonomous work, and then, like Troy just said, if now for the last three or four years, I said degrees are required, but after the market fully recovers in 2028, I then say, you do need a college degree, but admissions are dr- down dramatically 20 to 23% as a result of this kind of ruling. I can make a, as Dr. Claw Anderson would say, like a permanent underclass as a result. And when going back to my biggest thesis in investing, like you always have to hedge for the worst case scenario and to know what is your plan of attack from your enemies. Like they are planning these things in 10 to 50 year cycles. Only we're thinking about things in like over a one or two year period. They've been trying to get affirmative action off the table since I was a kid. Like there's been open debates about this. So I wasn't shocked by it, but we do have to find a counter um, very fast because the, the, the rhetoric and argument is going to be automation works a lot faster. We have to pay less. It's a lot more reliable. Then, of course, there's going to be a bunch of secondary and tertiary reasons that we won't be hired. And that's why we have to like find a way to reach our kids and teach them earlier um, how to be able to make money, have an impact in the job market, how to build, create, and scale, how to sell off, et cetera. Otherwise, we'll be blocked out of a lot of these industries for the next 20 to 30 years. Well, we live in a country. So even the merit-based thing, it, it would be a good idea in theory. Um, but the problem is that it's not a it's not an even playing field. Mm-hmm. So um, 
let alone the historical information with the Freeman Bank and Jim uh, Jim Crow and um, segregation and redlining and mass incarceration and the heroin epidemic and the crack epidemic, a variety of different things that have unproportionately set black people back, uh, black Wall Street bombings, different things of that nature, let alone the historical information. Yeah. Um, just real life data of right now how the school system works in america is based off of property taxes so if you are unfortunate enough to be in an economic you know hardship and you're born into poverty then you're going to be in a, in a very bad school system and that obviously is is going to affect your your learning it's going to affect your grades. It's going to affect your test scores, a variety of other things. Um, so that's going to also affect your merit. But this is the country that mm-hmm. we live in. And it's the, really the world that we live in, honestly. Every, everywhere in the world is very similar where um, life's not fair. It's not. That's a harsh truth, but it's yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, it's not. It's not. And um, as, soon as, as soon as you realize that, um, y- you'll be better. You'll be, you'll be better. Mm-hmm. for it and um so how, how what about life's not fair and, it, and it's becoming more difficult i don't know if it's becoming more difficult right? i'm just uh, for this scenario right like let's let's just say like let's go back to the merit thing like obviously if they're not affirmative action is out of the way now it becomes your test scores which we know have been historically racially biased biased so now it becomes all right well now you have to write the essay like your essay becomes it's more heavily weighted, right? So like we, they're going to have to read that essay, but a lot of the people who are part of that admissions process don't come from a background that the person that's writing it is, is, is coming from, right? So it's tough for them to understand that point of view. It's tough for them to see through that lens. And sometimes it's tough for them to have empathy for that or not, not even empathy, but have an understanding of that. So like that's what we're basing how these kids are going to now be part of higher education at that level well, or yeah, any that's, level. Well, that's what I just said. Life isn't fair. That's, that's what, what I said. But now it's even more. I'm, it's I, not, I agree it's with not, you. It's not even more difficult. That's disrespectful to say because you got you got to realize at some point in time we wasn't even allowed to, to read. True. So we actually have it a lot easier than people 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 75 Absolutely. years ago. So no, it, in, in context, yes. I'm just saying from the point like where... We couldn't drink from a water fountain. From, from we, when, when you went to college... Right. I'll, let's say like you didn't have an athletic scholarship in, in Ian when we you went to college and I went to college. That's, this submission process is probably going to be more difficult than when we had. You agree? Absolutely. The time has come, ladies and gentlemen. InvestFest, that's right. That's right. InvestFest 2023 is here. August 25th, 26th, and 27th in Atlanta, Georgia. We are taking it to a new level. Bigger than ever. This year, we're going to do 20,000 people in Atlanta, Georgia. I want you to do yourself a favor. Head over to InvestFest.com right now. We will have activations from Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Three days, musical performances, billionaires. Everything is going to be a completely life-changing experience vendor marketplace food truck village you know how we do don't wait don't hesitate head over now that's what i meant not not historically i don't know i don't know but hbcus people say support hbcus that's important Mm -hmm. the problem with that is that they're not funded at the same level Mm -hmm. so it's not going to be the same level of education that you 
it's not gonna it's not gonna be the same level of education that you get at an HBCU. It's just not. Let's just be honest. But most schools are, aren't really great educational programs anyway. Well, hold on, hold on. Are, are, wait, I'm not pandering. I just want to make sure the education at HBCUs are not as good. Well, let's. You we talked about this. This started at Harvard, right? No, they're not. Not as Harvard. I mean, is that is that not a factor? Like I said, I don't want to be disrespectful to HBCUs, but I mean, we just got to have an honest. Let's comment. take let's take Harvard out of it. I, I would argue, uh, if we go to Atlanta, Clark, Morehouse, Spelman is better than most schools. That is better than Indiana University, better than Purdue, better than Illinois, better than no, Penn. for sure. Why did Deion Sanders leave Jackson State? Because he wasn't paid enough. It wasn't just that we we met him. We had a conversation with him. It wasn't just that. Variety of different things that know, might not even. Be, I know they went to Morehouse, wake, wake, make way more than everybody that I know that went to Indiana. With you, you're saying he left why? Why are you saying he, the facilities wasn't up to date? Yeah, the, every variety. It wasn't yeah. about his salary. Oh, no, that, no, that, no, that, no. That's a miscommon conception. Right, it wasn't right. about his salary. It wasn't. It really wasn't about the salary because no. he told us that before he even left. Right. Right. Uh, okay. So I, many I, different things I that, that was falling apart and different things of that nature. And that's not like I said. I'm not even blaming the schools because they might not have the proper funding to actually, you know, do the thing that they actually need to do. And of yeah. course, there, there are great HBCUs, Howard yeah. University and Morehouse University. But this is, even goes back to um, Robert Smith when 80 percent of HBCUs don't even have high high speed Internet. Mm -hmm. So how can you yeah. be, how can you have we just have to be honest. Yeah. The HBCUs or at whole, of course, there are a couple at whole are not at the same caliber of their white counterparts. That's just a fact. And that's right. done. That's done intentionally. Mm -hmm. I'm not blaming the HBCUs. They're, they're doing yeah, the no. best. What, they're doing the best that what they're provided with. But at whole, at scale, it's it's not. It's not. It's not at the same level. Yeah. I'm I'm just because when I heard when you hear it the first like when I heard you say it, I know people are gonna be like, wait, what? Nah, wait, wait. Due to the lack of funding, which is intentional, obviously, if you don't have the lack of the funding, then it's going to be tough to compete from an educational standpoint to some of the things that are allowed at some of these schools, Ivy League schools that have the endowments that are just ridiculous. Yeah. That's what that, I feel like that's what you, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. For sure. Okay. Got you. How much? Yeah. That makes sense. Look, you can learn the same thing at any. Edu the educational aspect of it is not really the most important thing when you go to college. No. What's the most important thing when you go to college is relationships that you actually make, right? And the alumni that you can actually network with. And how to learn, yeah. This is more important than the, the information. I mean, you go to a calculus class, it's going to be the same calculus. It's not going to be too much of a difference. The difference is that if you are a business major, now you have an inroad to Wall Street if you go to an Ivy League school faster than if you go to another school. And that could be another white school, but you have a higher chance of winning if you're going to Ivy League. Yeah, I think people are taking it personal. It's not that you. It's not that people who go to HBCUs are not having getting a great education. They are. We're just saying from a business, from a well, what you're saying. I, I shouldn't speak for you, but from what I'm hearing, it's the funding that is the issue, which. Again, has a trickle down effect because you if you don't argue, have the money, you can argue with me, but you can't argue with then, the numbers. Yeah, go look at the endowments for these schools. You can't argue with the numbers. Look at the average amount of money that people are making. Look at the average job that they're getting. It's, it's not about emotional. I understand you might have an emotional attachment if you went to an HBCU. I get it. I understand that. Support mm -hmm. black colleges. There's a this. These are just these are just data. This is just the data. Mm -hmm. So 
It's been proven. If you go to Stanford, it's a pipeline in Silicon Valley. It's, it's proven. Like, this is not me just saying this just to be biased. It's a proven fact. Now, that's not even something that should be something that should be corrected because it should be like, why, why is only Stanford have that pipeline? Mm -hmm. But that's a different conversation. In order to correct the problem, you have to admit that there is a problem. In order to fix the problem, you have to know that there is a problem. And there's a problem. If you don't want to, if you want to act like there's not a problem, then we can continue to have net worths of $10,000 and the average black family makes 48,000. And we can continue to have, you know, the worst income in, in America. If we, if we're going to just act like there's no issue, then we're not, we're not going anywhere. There's an issue. Now, how do we solve? Now, how do we solve the issue? Maybe we can ask Robert Smith at InvestFest. He's got some solutions. This one's above my pay grade. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Well, there was another issue <laughs> <laughs> that uh, yeah. that affected uh, students. Student loan. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, let's go. Let's, let's, let's I, that, student loan forgiveness was knocked down. I told you in the episode with BitBoy, it was not going to be cleared. Uh, who helped kill the bill? Bernie Marcus of Home Depot, Charles Koch of the legendary Koch brothers, and the Mercer family. I want to be super honest here. Um, every politician who promises student loan forgiveness is lying to you directly in your face for votes, and they're going to fuck you over, and they're never going to. If you can't file bankruptcy on student loans, how can I allow you to then erase that off of the debt table? That, that, oh, let me say let me let me let me say one more thing about 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 this. Um, going back to the HBCU thing. Can I take the Morehouse side and then you take Harvard? So every you can, you can you can you can you can kill me in the comments. That's fine because it's not about me personally. This has been proven. Graduates from HBCU give less on average than graduates from predominantly white schools. So you're so enthusiastic about your HBCU that you went to, you can't even buy a T-shirt. What, what poll or data set was that? From? Look it up. Yeah, that's a fact. That's why I said if it's, you want, it's to, a fact. Look at the endowment and, and, and so, the and the boosters of these schools. This is coming from HBC. We are, we are around a lot of people. I'm not just talking reckless. We have information. Like you think you hanging out with Robert Smith? Like you don't have information? Like this is coming from presidents of schools. They're saying like we need help. We need funding. The government is one thing, but talking about do for self. You haven't even given to your school that you graduated. You can, you graduated ten years ago and have and haven't given a hundred dollars. So you can criticize me, but why don't you try to have a, some some level of an endowment yeah. and give because the numbers are disturbing. I think it's like 30 or 40% less. These are things that nobody, like this, we want to have a real conversation or we just want to act like everything is okay. No, it's not. Conversation. It's really not. Yeah, yeah. So it's really not. It's bigger than homecoming weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Nah, if you went to an HBCU and you're in the comments, how much have you donated to your school in the last three years? Or since you've graduated? Ever in life. Or if you didn't go to an HBCU, how much did you graduate? We gave money to Howard. We I didn't go to I didn't go to HBCU. I didn't go to Howard. Just a fact. So uh Ian, so, as you were as you were saying, <laughs> thank you. Chadi, I want you to go back when we walked out the hotel, Lake Como, Lake Vibes, okay? Love that. Love. Love, love conquers all. As the boat awaited. Love conquers all. As the boat awaited. 
Um, but any politician that promises that, that that is actually an asset for most companies. Um, it's one of the most invest important investment pools of all time, and that's why, um, even going back to affirmative action, um, and it's already happening in some cases. But even w with this ruling, we're going to see a lot more white citizens attend HBCUs at scale over the next twenty years as well. They have to keep that college student loan bubble afloat because if not, if it bursts, mm. it would be one of the biggest crashes in the history of the United States of America. So um, I know it was a great promise. It was a great campaign point, but no president will ever be able at scale to be uh, will be allowed to uh, forgive student loan. And, and I wish that it was. I think we have to have a completely different conversation around if college at this price is worth the investment. Because college was not always this expensive. Going back to that um, investor cap table, if you will, like if you graduate from undergrad, what is the multiple that you're getting on the degree? A lot mm -hmm. of times people will blame it on the student and say, hey, well, they're not picking the right major. I know business majors that are coming out in undergrad and they're one hundred and sixty thousand dollars in debt. Then you want them to go get an MBA and not have any great prospects like a lot of things in the country need to change. But the reason why the pricing of school keeps going up because it's one of the few monopolies that still exist that they have legislative power and already in place to make sure that those rules don't change so that that tranche of money does not get messed with and that liquidity pool for them does not dry up. So, um, hey, what do you, what do you think the, the immediate economic impact is going to be right? October. This well, let's is talk the, about it. Is that they have to start paying. That's what I said. Let's, that's why I won't go, I won't go like there. The facts of it. So the facts is like October people are going to have to start paying for the first time since 2020. It was frozen. For frozen. And, and we talked about that and we talked about, you know, Payments are frozen, but if you, could, if you do pay, it is going to go directly to your principal. Some people did take advantage of that. I know a lot of people were like, I'm not paying anything until I hear a decision. Well, we, now we've heard a decision mm -hmm. and people are going to have to start paying. And people that are coming from a, out of an economic crisis like the pandemic was, you know, you didn't factor in paying back student loan. Yeah. Right. And there's people who have graduated since that. There's been two graduating classes since that. And we know from graduating, six months after you graduate, that student loan bill is coming. Yep. And a lot of people haven't factored that in um, into their income, their discretionary income. And so now what what role does that play? Can people not invest? And what things are happening? So one of the things that uh, President Biden has said is that he's putting plans in, right? He saw that it got rejected, but he's putting plans in. One of the things that he announced is that there's going to be a one-year on-ramp for loan repayments during which borrowers who miss payments won't be reported to the credit bureaus, placing the fault or referred to debt collection agencies. So that's a one year thing that, that he's, he's putting in place. They're estimating this is gonna be over a $200 million loss in the first few months of repayment. 200, maybe, yeah, 200 million, 200 billion, perhaps. 200 billion, not 200 million, excuse me. $200 billion loss in the first few months of the repayment starting because of people not allocating money for this type of repayment what's your thoughts on the economic impact that the restart is going to have it's going to have a huge impact um two things like you can't blame the the end user when or the person who got the loan because they were promised a bill of goods that is not being delivered to them on the back end if we're going to be really honest when they keep saying it's job market is stronger than ever i keep saying where Talk to people at Meta, talk to people at Google. You guys talk to people. 
I'm not seeing a proliferation of a jobs from 125 to 300,000 becoming readily available. It is not there. This three card Monty game that they're playing with a job report is a con. There are no quality jobs. Like, okay, put in chat. Yes, if you feel that there are quality jobs in the United States of America right now, or no. Right. And even when, when you say quality, and, and that's why when you, you you look at the job report, it's really important to see when they say that the jobs are increasing or it beat estimates, look at where the jobs are. If you look at the number one place, usually it's hospitality. Mm -hmm. So when we're so, talking about, right? So when we're talking about careers that are paying 150 to three, how many of those jobs are being created? Not many. Also, I mean, I uh, talked about this earlier. Um, the median 401k balance is $27,000. Credit card debt is at an all-time high amongst consumers of all races and all classes. Balances are being held longer than ever. It is showing that our economy is a lot softer or weaker. So why? And this is the main reason why they won't announce if we are in recession. Because if we actually say United States win a recession, everyone's going to say to hell with the payments. Because they know from the last recession, if I'm in debt, what good does it do me to pay you $500, $700, $1,000 a month? And it's not going to make it a dent in the actual principal. Right. Well, the average car payment now is like $790. It's crazy. This is insane. If yeah. this was a business model, everything about America right now as a business model will be broken and upside mm -hmm. down. It would be like Lucid Motors or something like in 2020. Hertz. Like it is upside down and no one wants to say anything. Also, too, the timing of it, when this was being announced, it was during like an election period. So, of course, you can't say, well, no, you're going to have to pay your student loans. Like politicians are going to lie. Like the politicians normally are the guy that says whatever they need to to get what they need for that one night. Normally, the unfortunate part with these politicians, you have to live with it for four years. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did to his credit. To Joe Biden's credit, I'm a registered independent, by the way. So I'm not, I don't have any allegiance to any political party. Um, but to Joe Biden's credit, I think he, he tried to um, get it through. And they, yeah. the, court, the court knocked it down. They had it up and running for a few years. I think yeah. it would have been in his interest to actually make sure that it was permanent because that would have definitely helped him on the, on the reelection if he wants to run for president again. Yeah. Um, but this goes back to the court. It, so, 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 so Supreme Court Roberts is one of the main reasons that it didn't go through. And the reason when you looked at the, the you know, some of the, the facts that they were saying why they didn't pass it was because the impact that it was going to have on the state of Missouri. So most of the people who have student loans, mm -hmm. if you ever seen Mohilo, <laughs> you know, that's one of the, the student student loan repayment centers. The economic impact that it was going to have on them for the long term would have hindered the state GDP of Missouri. And Missouri? The yeah. show me state, yeah, because that's what a loan center is. Yes, people's gonna lose jobs. But they're gonna lose money because they're gonna. If you forgive, let's say you forgive two hundred billion, think about what that does to the economy of well, that state. But what about the economy for millions of people that have but, that can't afford their student this is loans? What, so this is what I'm saying. Like what? when you look into it, it's like, yo, damn, that most was people never like, think long term. Yeah, but no, most people are not even thinking like Missouri yeah. was the reason. And this is one of the things that they're saying in the court. And their argument was like, it actually is going to bring more business, right? Because there's over the past two to three years, a lot of businesses that relied on student loan repayment, like Mojito is not the only one. They've had to go out of business because there was no repayment. The fact that Mojito is still in business tells you like, yo, they can now run a monopoly because they're the last one standing or one of the few standing. Yeah. So now all business goes to them. 
Um, so, it's, I mean, these are the type of things that nobody talks about that are happening. Another thing that Biden is, is trying to do as well, uh, on top of having that one year um, not reporting to the credit bureaus, um, is that they're lowering uh, the income base. So income base used to be 10% of your discretionary income. They're cutting that down to five, which means obviously the more you make, if you're paying 5% as opposed to 10, there's some some cash available to yourself. So that's another one of those things that they're trying to do. Hopefully something gets passed. Um, I have student loan. I was sitting here like, hey, let, let's see what happens. But, you know, I'll, I'll be I'll do the my, my everyday citizen thing and, and, and try to do the right thing when it comes to this. I mean, it comes down. I don't know about the Missouri thing. I think that might just be a, a it comes down to money. It comes down to money. I don't care if it's New York City, Missouri, Alaska, Hawaii. There's there's billions of dollars that would have been lost if these loans were forgiven. Mm-hmm. So this is banks and institutions funds and pension funds everybody that's putting pressure on the politicians on the judges everything like look you if you do this we're going to lose billions of dollars common sense nobody wants to lose billions of dollars when billions of dollars are on the line that's the common sense (laughs) things things get moved but when they have to report they got to find a reason yeah well you could say anything so this is like literally this is what they're saying yeah. And who who knows how much money they were making on the float of those billions as well. Um, There's it, so much stuff going on like a, a municipality side too. If any kind of inducements were given out or let's say, I don't know if this is true, but like say hypothetically, if they were making three to 5% off of it per year and that's keeping another fund up, like you can't just have that money leave a pool and then all of a sudden like those disbursements are not going anywhere if anyone thinks that billions of dollars is coming into an organization and they'll just put it in the zero percent interest account somewhere it's not fucking happening it's not it's not happening at spotify it's not happening at netflix rumble nowhere nowhere Rumble. because if so you think the espn layoffs were a lot let that student loan forgiveness that had happened it would have been a list of the top two complex make that list of who would have got laid off you want to y'all want to make a list the top 20 layoffs yo all these all these lists about the best hip-hop group and the best rapper and the best producer and the best break dancer make that list (laughs) start with the top culture vulture list and then work your way down (laughs) can we start with the black vultures i still want to do the villains and vultures tour i do the villains and vultures tour hit the like button and share shout out to adam 22 (laughs) <laughs> I would never. <laughs> but shout out uh, to the King. Uh, it's like Boogie Nights Part Two. Boy, <laughs> it's, on, it's, it's no on fun if we it's all. all fun, it's all fun and games when it's in the movie until it's your Adam, real life. Listen, Hayden <laughs> <laughs> Investing has considerable. That's a credit default swap for real. That's a different kind of swap. The default swap of a lifetime. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Better Pay it forward. Better <laughs> man than me. Boy. Wow. He's a better man. <laughs> wow. Than me. <laughs> okay. Real that estate, investment. shall we? Yes. Should we talk about some real estate? Let's talk about this potential bubble forming in the Airbnb market. And how resilient is the company's business model and economic down? This is actually a stock and real estate question because yeah. we could talk about Airbnb stock, which has not performed at extremely high levels. And we can also, you know, I'm invested in Airbnb. Hasn't worked out. The company, um, 
Yeah. Like, well, tell us more. I, I, I brought Airbnb a long time ago. Oh, I, I, you saw, I didn't know you saw it. Yeah, it's a little bit. It's not, it's not a lot. Of, yeah, 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 it's not. It's not. Okay. It's not, it's not a lot of money. That's why I looked over like, what? <laughs> it's not a lot of money. But um, yeah, it hasn't, it hasn't worked out. I'll tell you that much. Um, what price it, you get it in? You didn't call me on this one. I forgot. I forgot. But um, Air, yeah, Airbnb is currently at one hundred and thirty-two dollars. Um, it I, I think it debuted in twenty twenty at one hundred thirty-nine dollars. Yeah. Then it got all the way up to two hundred and nineteen, two twelve, two nineteen, intraday, intraday. Yeah. And then yeah, it's just been kind of like moving sideways, dropping ever since. It's then. about to be back to where it IPO at. Airbnb. Um, we. It's, Speaking of InvestFest, we got wow, we got somebody actually. I'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, Airbnb is a very interesting company because it's it's revolutionized the world really, um, and you know has given hotels really a run for their money. It's really the Uber of um, hospitality, mm-hmm. and um, you know where anybody can now like how Uber anybody could have became a, a cab driver. Mm-hmm. Now anybody you know you can just rent your house out or rent your apartment out brilliant idea it's actually one of the best ideas that i think i've ever heard of but like all good things um there's going to be challenges and uh the hospitality lobby is extremely strong and they have attacked them and they have they have successfully caused them lots of issues a lot of cities have banned airbnbs mm-hmm. a lot of buildings have banned airbnbs a lot of regulation you can only airbnb half the year you can't sublease the airbnb is they they've faced a lot of issues um so academics actually even posted it. I got, I got the screen up. Reached his radar. So yeah, let's yeah. talk about. Right. Let's talk about it. You want to go over the, the cities? Uh, okay. So these are the cities, top ten cities for Airbnb collapse. Orlando, Florida, down 34 percent. Panama City, down thirty four percent. Seattle, Washington, down thirty five percent. Lakeland, Florida, down thirty five percent. New Orleans, down thirty seven percent. Breckenridge, Colorado, down thirty seven percent. Denver, Colorado, down thirty eight percent. Nashville, down thirty nine percent. Salisbury, Maryland, 39%. Asheville, North Carolina, 42%. San Antonio, Texas, 43%. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, down 45%. Austin, Mm. Texas, down 46%. Phoenix, Arizona, down 47%. And the number one is Severville, Tennessee, is down 47. Who was paying $6,200 to stay in Severville, Tennessee? What's around there? That must be... I don't know what's in. Yeah, what's going on over there? But all right, somebody let us know. Inform us. Due to our journalistic integrity, said this data is skewed, which it can be. My my larger point that I do want to address though first is the stock, um, and then we can go to the business model. I don't think yeah. the Airbnb stock is dead, but I think um, it has been severely affected, like you said, by legislation. So n- number one. Like if you don't have legislation on your side, you definitely don't want to be attacked if it's not going to be in your favor. Um, Airbnb is a great idea that is probably poorly executed and is a beneficiary of a ton of funding, but the management team isn't reflective of the amount of funding that they receive. Mm. Um, stock is on the up and up a little bit. Everything has bounced up this year just because hedge funds and pension funds have to rotate money. Um, so that's not really ind- indicative of their performance. Um, I think they need to change some of these rules. Like, so, like, yes, it was an innovative idea to disrupt, but also when you try and disrupt the market, the, the existing um, players that are there are going to push back heavily. Hotels have adjusted incredibly well. And let's be honest, Airbnbs are not the safest thing to be in. 
So if there's a chance that something can like if you have a prominent rapper like Pop Smoke die in one of your properties, and on top of that, if I get one in Atlanta, I gotta pay a two hundred and fifty dollar cleaning fee. I'm like, bro, I ain't going on vacation to fucking mop. No, I'm I'm sorry. There has to be fundamental changes in their business in order to make Airbnb viable. Uber, Airbnb, um, VRBO. Some of those businesses come at the tail end of the last cycle of social media or web 2.0. The business models just are not as strong. I don't like the stock. Um, the stock should hit 140, then slide back to somewhere around between 110 and 100. It probably won't be back to 219 in a long time. It's one of the stocks that got affected uh, by inflation. Um, now, could they make an adjustment, some changes in management, restructuring? There's a lot that they can do. There's some people probably from IHG and Hilton that they probably should hire to run the company or add to their board that could give them um, a stronger push. But overall, I don't like the stock. And for those that have been doing Airbnb for a while, is there still ways to, because uh, I know Matt going to clip this up, so shout out to MG. Um, <laughs> are there still ways to be profitable in Airbnb? Yes. But at scale, once again, same with colleges, the premise of just rent an apartment anywhere and you can lease it and make money is not as promising or lucrative as was once proposed in 2018, 2019, and 2020. And for that reason, I do not like Airbnb's stock. So like um, I said, business model, Airbnb, Uber, it's kind of similar. And their stock has actually performed kind of similar too. Yep. Uh, Uber has been sideways since it's opened. It's went up, it then came back down, then kind of like cardiac chart yep margin um, terrible in both businesses are you, so uber is is a bad stock also are they coming to invest us uh <laughs> not currently not currently uber stocks a piece of shit <laughs> respectfully 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 great innovation okay this is well uber, yeah, somebody that, is equivalent of me using 1990 moves in a 2023 nba environment yeah, yes but, man, this, go ahead. There's going to people are going to say like, look, they weren't profitable. They finally are profitable. Why isn't this good? Okay, I'll answer that. And now I won't even lean on my two favorite cards, Apple and Microsoft. If they're just not profitable and they're barely better than, let's say, like, when? Let's just take real estate. We're going to say Airbnb is a real estate company. Are they better than, let's say, McDonald's? Oh, no, no, not Airbnb. I'm saying Uber. Are they better than Tesla? No. We can argue. But, you, but they're different. They're different companies, though. Uber, no. uh, Uber, Uber is Uber a is very an tranche how, of... Go ahead. How many, how many times a month do you use an Uber? Ton. Exactly. That doesn't mean that it's a good... The profit margin is terrible. And Uber Eats, forget about it. Oh, boy. I, listen, <laughs> you see my little stove? I don't got a pot back there on that stove. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a very I, useful... I it's, a very, it's a the very, it's a very useful... Well, that might be an issue, but there is very, most people use Uber all the time. Oh, I forgot that. Hi. Yeah. Hi, I, yeah. I, we it's use tough, Uber. Man. Listen, I'm a, we listen, use I'm Uber talking, a lot. <laughs> it's tough when you have relationships. Pledge your allegiance. Pledge your allegiance, Ian. <laughs> you use Uber, and so do we. And um, I think it's a great, it's it's a great uh, invention for nah, nah, our but society. You, but, you, but you bring up a good point. You bring up a good point that um, 
maybe 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 they need a new CEO. And I don't want to advocate for anybody to lose their job, but yeah. I think that the business model in Uber is very solid and very useful. Mm -hmm. The profit margin thing, which you which you mentioned, it's that could terrible. be that that could be an issue. Yeah. So, but half of the like like I said, I use Uber all the time. I don't use I haven't used Airbnb in a long time. Yeah. But I use Uber all the time. Absolutely. And I, I use Uber Eats even more than I use yeah. Uber car yeah. service. So I feel that they have an opportunity to um to be here for the long. I don't see them going away. Because like let's think about it. If Uber goes away, we're screwed. Nobody's catching cabs anymore. So like we're screwed. That the, there's no affirmative action for cabs. That's Uber. Right. Yeah. So think about this, right? And even for some of the issues that they had from a safety standpoint, I know that was one of the issues. They they've they've addressed that. Right. Even now, when you're in your Uber, if it's not moving, I, I, you get the text message like, are you OK? Your 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 Uber hasn't They've moved adjusted, in two minutes. Yeah. They've adjusted to the safety. But it was also interesting is the international play. Right. Like we were watching Uber go into countries. We sat down uh, at Afro uh, Afro uh, in L.A. and we were talking about Uber going to Ghana and Uber coming to uh, Nigeria. So there's, there's still this international play that they still have room for expansion. Like we, we were in Europe. It was easy, like catching the Uber was nothing. Um, so there, there's still some room for growth. I'm I'm not so sure I'm I'm bearish. The net income is down nine point one four billion dollars for this year. Twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. The income was down. Earners, what's going on? Listen, EYLU is relaunching, revamping, retooling. That's right. We're creating a new educational experience that's more expensive. Shari, tell me what we got. Yes, 2023. We got a lot in store, a lot planned for you guys. So you know that EYLU already includes monthly financial planning calls with me, book club calls with Troy, real estate calls with MG, the mortgage guy, access to the home buying blueprint, volume one and volume two. Part of the revamp will include 27 local chapters from across the United States, live interactive teaching, hands-on, not just pre-recorded videos, plus 15 brand new curriculums. The biggest just got bigger. Head over to EYLUniversity.com. That's E-Y-L-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-I-T-Y.com. See you there. That's surprising. Cause like I said, I don't I don't know why the income will be there. People using it. It's a mar yeah, it's a margins game. Like and it, and if I'm gonna be super transparent, any business that like is operating off really thin margins or low price, they usually go through this. Sears has went through this, like the circuit city failed and went under because it like it's all like it works for a period of time when there's an exuberance in the culture or country and spending. Mm -hmm. Over there's so much money slushing around, but when things get tight, will the business be able to survive? Usually, no. And that's on the enterprise side or on the B two C side. It has to even in going to the episode in government contracting. Just because you put in the lowest bid does not mean you're going to get the offer because you sure. offer the lowest bid. You may not be able to fulfill the services needed as a result. So everything. Please write this down. Everything in business is really about margin. Yeah. I know I get criticized and killed for my prices all the time while doing a free show every week. I mm -hmm. cannot wait to fall these be pre-recorded. Yeah. But you need a higher price point to be sustainable. Notice even when Tesla beat those deliveries, deliveries, right? Yeah. One of the things they talked about is are we going to increase these prices back so our margins are not dramatically affected? You need that capital to be able to reinvest into the business. So I'm I'm glad you brought up Tesla because that might be a way to help the margins, right? 
Yep. Autonomous driving. This might be a way. And Steve Zero Zero on YouTube. Yeah, I'm aware that Uber's in Ghana. We were. I was referring to the gentleman who was uh, integral in bringing the company to the country. Well, appreciate let's, you. Let's talk about this. Another stock related conversation. Mm-hmm. So ESPN has laid off 20 on air personalities. They it was a Valentine's Day massacre. Um, Jalen Rose. Shout out to shout out to Jalen. He is now a uh, uh, exec at the NBA PA announced today. Oh, shout that's to fire. Shout out to, to Jalen. Uh, a lot of people lost their jobs. Van Gundy. Van Gundy. Which one? Jeff? Will. Yeah, Jeff. No, I think Jay Will's still good. Uh, Keyshawn and Max Killerman lost Keyshawn, their jobs. Keyshawn Johnson, Max Killerman, a bunch of people. I thought Max had already Lonzo lost his job. Ellis. Um, so the <laughs> crazy – so, no, I, shout out to Max. I love Max, bro. I thought that he lost his job already, though. He's on every day, too. So ESPN, so they laid off 20 people, right? Um, so, all right. How do, what does this say for the future of podcasts and broadcasting, and how does this impact Disney stock? Because they have, a, they have that old CEO who's now their new CEO, Bob Iger. And yep. um, so you know, he's cutting it's um layoffs, layoffs, right? You gotta yeah. you gotta you know cut cut the Jobs. budget, you gotta yeah. cut the budget in order to raise profitability. Mm-hmm. So um how is this gonna impact the stock? Yeah, and also what does this say about the future of broadcasting and podcasting? And um, once again, shout out to Cameron and Mace. I saw yeah, Cameron said that Cameron spoke about this. Did you mm-hmm. see it? What mm-hmm. Cam said? He pretty much said how they're taking over the landscape of sports reporting. And um, this was a, I'm paraphrasing, this was a sign that it's a new day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It Which I interpreted as, you know, this is a new new age media. Shows like that, you know, they really are revolutionizing the sports pivot. reporting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, 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 but the pivot's okay. a little different. The pivot is more of an interview show. Yeah. He's like real time news reporting. Um, which is actually a brilliant idea, yeah. And um, we haven't really seen that happen and been successful. Um, we have who not for Mark Holton, but and, and I think you texted, but the Pat McAfee, show. Pat, yeah, they have to make room for Pat. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm talking about from our culture, not from our culture, they, and that's why it's like it's brilliant for them. And I'm glad you brought them up because a lot of credit goes to them. What he's saying is spot on. ESPN is looking at it from a standpoint of like, let's find talent who's creating their own content that is successful, and let's see how we can work with them. Pat McAfee is a prime example of that. Rather than paying ordinary talent high salaries, he has an audience, he has a following. They first start him out on ESPN2 with doing the Monday Night Football, then he becomes part of the college and a college analyst, and then he gets a, a five-year Eighty-five million dollar deal. Why? Because he brings an audience, audience with, him. with him. That that this is the Market Monday thing. Yep. Shout out to Xander walking in the background. Good as dinner. So man. without um, a care in the world. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this is the market. This is the Market Monday's play, yep. where you take traditional type of you know media news, mm-hmm. but you do it in your own way, your own spin, um, and you report it, and you 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 know, and now revolutionized the whole marketplace so shout out to cam and mace for doing that but um yeah all right so what does this mean for the space and, and how is this going to affect disney stock um podcasting is about to go probably through a three or four year period of not being as popular as it was three years prior i, I don't want to say podcasting is dead but we are going through like the 1980s version of rap is the version of podcasting we're in now there's too many people talking about and i asked it 64 times 
for this reason to tell people there's not a lot of money in podcasting unless you are unique. I, I went on Joe Button, I asked Charlamagne, I asked y'all how many people make a million dollars in podcasting? Not many. Why? Because everybody's talking about the same thing. Academics, loans, Charlemagne, Joe. I want y'all to get along at some point. I know y'all not, but I would love for y'all to get along. There's too much money out here for us to be beefing. But guess what? When everyone talks about the same thing, there's no really any room for growth. The ESPN thing, a lot of them will find footing, but ESPN stopped innovating. Disney stock has a ton of issues. Capital expenditures are way too high. I said it earlier. I think Disney stock will go underneath 80. If Disney ever got to like $60 and 39 cents, I would want to buy it there. I would ride it back up to 140 two and a half years later. Um, but Disney has lost its edge. And let's be very honest. I don't know the last time I proactively watched anything on ESPN for two and a half or three hours in the last five years. I haven't. Well, it's a bad business model. The television. Absolutely. Television. Here's why I don't necessarily. I hate the word podcast, so I never use it. I agree. But I will use it just for this sake of just using it. But I don't like the word podcast. It's very disrespectful. It devalues, um, yeah. It devalues the whole situation. Um. So the business model of television is an outdated model, and it costs too much money. It costs a lot of money to produce these shows. It costs a lot of money to pay the talent, mm -hmm. and you got the lighting crew, and you got you know lunch, and you got the makeup artist, and you you know you're spending millions and millions of dollars, and, and you're relying on corporate to um pay for ads um but you know it's 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 not it's, it's just not sustainable mm -hmm. so now when you can when you can do low costing content like what we do this 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 is low cost content low cost content um so there's a lot of upside to it now the corporate has to catch up and they have to apply more I actually think that the podcasting space is going to be more lucrative yep. because I think that the vast majority of, of shows will just kind of fall off because, you know, they're just nobody's going to watch them and they're just, you know, repetitive. But the few shows that are successful, the audience is going to become bigger and bigger and bigger and less money from corporate will go to traditional media mm -hmm. and more money from corporate will go to non-traditional media like podcast um so that's my theory i think that there will be more money being spent in corporate with podcasters over the next five to ten years and more and more non-traditional type of programming mm -hmm. will come you even see shannon sharp he started he started a podcast like and like i said i, I don't want to use that thing he started an independent show let's just say that he started an independent show mm -hmm. right and he's gonna do really well with that. Club Shay Shay, yeah, Club Shay Shay. Um, yeah, that was with Fox, though, right? With FS1, he's was not, I don't anymore, know if it's FS1. He's, he's it was. With they financed uh, it. No, no, he, he, he's oh, he's the, the Club Shay Shay, they find it. Are you sure about that? I'll I, I put some money up. Okay, okay. All right. well, either, either way, um, I think that you're gonna steal, you're gonna start seeing a lot more of that because it's just not sustainable. The business model, less and less people are watching TV, and the money is 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 not there anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But overall, I, th I think Disney has a broken, well, not broken. The business model that they were using last century or last generation has to evolve, and it hasn't evolved fast enough to catch up with the demands of the consumer base now. Yeah.
app great, but at some point they have to address. I think the capital expenditures, of course, are way too high on the employee side at ESPN, but also on that real estate side. They're going to have to f- figure out at what point one of those parks they're going to have to let go of. Yeah. That costs are too cumbersome. The, the costs are, I'm, cumbersome. A, I'm a, and everybody knows if y'all watch my I'm a Disney shareholder. Um, and streaming was great. The numbers are great. It has slowed down. They yeah. have to figure out how to make this profitable. And we've talked to a lot of people in the industry and they're like, look, streaming services, it's, it's, it, it's a bad business model. And nobody wants to say it because everybody thinks they're going to make money inside of it because of the things that you just alluded to, Shadi, where the amount of money that you're paying to get the content, to yeah. to pay the staff, it, it's a lot, right? With The returns are unguaranteed. On top of it, Disney, they have, I mean, Hulu, that is, you know, that's been okay for them, but they have a, a problem that they have to address before the end of the year, yeah. and that's having outstanding rights to Hulu, right? Comcast owns a percentage of it, so they got to figure out what they're going to do with it. The other part is, yes, Bob Iger has done a great job with the company, and they had to bring him back, but what is the succession plan? It's got no succession plan. We haven't heard it yet, and that's concerning, right? Because when we talk about, and we said this um, during the live show, it's like, who's the leadership? Yep. Like it's an uncertainty around it. So even as a shareholder, it's like, yeah, we believed in Bob's vision and we, we, I like the path of it, but now like he's here for an interim and who is the successor? Does that get announced within the next six months? You close it out because we know his term is only going to be two years and we're already six to eight months into that. So that's an issue um, that needs to be addressed, but I'm still a shareholder of it, but I believe I'm, I'm with you, Ian, um, the expenditures on top of, and it's unfortunate that people have, their jobs cut, right? The ESPN layoffs are because they're notable names, but there were 7,000 people that got laid off early in the year that we don't know their names. And those people are, are don't have a job with the company anymore. So layoffs are happening. And this is one way that people and companies, they do. It's a necessary cost for them to say, all right, how do we get more revenue? Well, we're going to have to start cutting payroll. Yeah. Um, and it's unfortunate. Which only lasts for so long. Uh, Disney's P ratio um, at the end of 2021 was 91. It's currently at 39. P ratio is technically still too high, even though it's a mix of tech and commercial real estate. The P ratio to be in a safe range should be like around 22. It has a little bit more to come down. But I mean, Bob is a great CEO. I love him dearly. But like you said, like I don't, he's going to have to extend that tenure because um, I don't know any Bible. And that's another thing. Like when we had all these CEOs, remember when I told everyone, shout out to Red Panda. Look at how many CEOs began to take that golden parachute. That's how you know when times are getting bad. Just like we don't have an incredible, viable, incredibly viable uh, presidential candidate, we don't have a bunch of CEOs. Like the farm system for the next brilliant CEOs, they are not there. And that's many companies. Like after these, uh, this class of CEOs begins to retire, there aren't a bunch of amazing CEOs and the wings that are providing a ton of innovation. And that's why like the alpha on Elon as crazy as he may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, even with the thing that he did with Twitter this weekend, which I think is really a non-factor in the, in the long term. Um, that's why he, that stock produces a lot more alpha in comparison to Ford because he does have some genius and ingenuity, et cetera. But there are not a lot of great CEOs at this time that are leading. Awesome. What are best companies? I, I wonder what the thoughts are, and, and Ray Rodriguez kind of read my mind here. Our thoughts are with on Adam Silver. There's been, you know, the commissioner of the NBA talks of him being a part of that succession plan and being the next CEO of Disney. It's interesting because at All Star Game uh, in Utah, 
one of the keynotes was mm-hmm. Bob Iger. And most people are like, well, why is the CEO of Disney here? Well, if you look at the network that hosts the finals, um, yep. ABT, it's a property of Disney. So it makes sense. But their relationship, they might foster a succession plan. What, what are your thoughts on maybe Adam Silver? I think he'd be a, a good CEO. I think they need a, a stronger management team, but I wouldn't be mad at him. For, we talked about this a couple months ago. I wouldn't be mad at him for leaving for that position. Um, I would like to see what his like five-year plan or his vision is for if he takes it over. Because clearly he has to take it in a different direction. But Adam seems to be very level-headed. And also, like, the players seem to be favorable amongst him, which is a sign that he would probably would, probably would be able to get along with the employees very well. And it seems like a very open door type CEO. So I think it could work. But outside yeah. of that, I don't see many people who could run that media company right now and turn it around. And profitability too, right? The NBA, if you look at, during his tenure, has been more profitable than it was before he had it. Yep. He's always a great son. Speaking of yeah. profitability, can we talk about crypto? For sure. But before we do that, let's make sure they hit the like button. Yes. And... Share. share with five in Baltimore. People. Baltimore, we will be. I'm coming home. I used to live in Baltimore. Um, so we are this Saturday. We're yes. speaking at the Wealth Summit Live. Go to ravenparish.com Wealth Summit Live and get your tickets. It's our first time ever doing anything in Baltimore. So looking forward, looking forward to it, man. But the Disney thing is just, you know, the last thing is just they built a very impressive company over the course of time, but you know, um, Marvel with um Hulu with Disney Plus with ESPN with ABC with so many different things and that's you know on a business like when you're looking at business at the highest level that's what it's about just like acquiring different things having your hat and in a variety of, of other things like that's something that um whether no matter how you feel about Disney I think that they built one of the most impressive companies in the history of the world. And um, I guess that's why Kanye has always compared himself to Walt Disney. Yeah. Um, he really has a, a strong admiration for him um, and and the company that they have built. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what the next 20, 50 years for Disney holds. I mean, we, well, saw, we saw it with Meta. Like, Zuckerberg got comfortable. Facebook fell apart. They rebranded it, called it Meta. He's been on the offensive. We need a CEO in this space. Like Disney has has not been innovative in a long time. And it happens to all entrepreneurs. You get an idea that work, you'll sit on an idea too long. You won't find ways to kill that business. You won't find ways to innovate. You won't acquire fast enough. I think they can make a turnaround um, in the next couple of years, but they need the right leadership. They need the right team. And I think they need to paint a vision for what they tr- are trying to um, accomplish. So. Yeah, the media business has been tough on them, and it just like you said, not to be the dead horse, but it hasn't. Been, it hasn't been. Pro- ESPN hasn't worked for them. Um, I'm not sure how many of the kids are still watching Disney Channel streaming. Had a great start, and it, and we talked about the numbers that surpassing the parks, COVID, yeah. the effect of that, and getting back to those numbers of pre 2019 has been a challenge. Um, the cruise ships, <laughs> hospitality has been a challenge. Um, so there's there's some factors here. But naming, I mean, licensing as well, when we talk about the retail space, and we've seen how that's been hit over the past uh, two or three years. Yeah, It's been a tough battle. But looking at that, 
naming all those things it tells you the amount of verticals that this company does have you know uh, some you know what you know what's so cool i haven't been able to sleep since paris like that dude really he, we had we had dinner this 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 f me up this f me up in bad because um we had dinner and um we was we was eating with a, with a gentleman and um we, we're working out a situation so i don't want to say the whole five yeah i get you he was saying like um you know, he's in fashion. It was during Paris Fashion Week. So we had a dope restaurant in Paris for Fashion Week during the Louis Vuitton show when Jay-Z was performing. Actually, I should have been there. No, that's just um, to paint the picture. Yeah. I just wanted to paint the box. <laughs> but um, so, 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 so he was talking to me and he was like, yo, nah, man, like, y'all dope, man. What y'all doing is incredible. And then this is what really, like, like he, he, he messed me up with this one. He like, yo, um, I like what you're doing with Earn Your Leisure. I like everything. He was like, you know, I, I like the fashion. Like, you know, you're on your fashion icon. You know, you're dressing and all that. He's like, that's cool. He's like, you need to look at it like you saying, like, Earn Your Leisure is a luxury brand, but y'all got to, like, really have an umbrella of luxury brands. He was like, you know, you're looking at yourself as a fashion icon, but you could be the next Bernard Ardo. Yeah. He was like, yo, you, you could be the next Bernard Ardo. And he told me that. And this guy out of Atlanta or no? No, 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 no. He's no, from no, Paris. No, no. He's from Paris. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and he told me that, and that was just like crazy because I never even thought of that before ever. And he was like, yo, like, you know, I say that to say this Disney model and like LVMH, that's, he's the CEO of LVMH, the guy that I'm referring to was the richest person in the world. Yep. And, um, you know, he became the richest person in the world, not by oil, not by gold he became the richest person in the world by providing services that you don't need Luckily, and not at a low price point going back to margins yeah mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. at, a, at, a, at a at a very high price with point. no apology um things that you don't need so a lot of times people say like oh we always start like you know we need more oil well the richest person in the world started businesses and has acquired businesses that nobody needs. Nobody needs Louis Vuitton. Nobody needs you know all of these high-end brands that they, so no, under the LVMH yeah. umbrella and um he's worth 275 billion dollars something like that and disney is one of these other things nobody needs anything that disney has there's no there's no essential need to disney world there's no essential need to espn there's no essential need to abc there's no essential need to marvel um but sometimes the most valuable things are the things that people just want and to be able to curate a whole ecosystem it's not easy to do. It's extremely impressive. And um, when he when he said that to me, like I said, like it was two weeks ago, I haven't I've been thinking about that every single day. And um, it's just like how you just start looking at business different. Like You know what I mean? Like you start looking at business different. Like, all right, one business is cool, but you got to have 20 different businesses. Global takeover. Also, profit market. Let me run some stats on Disney real quick. Do it for us. Profit margin is 3.8%. Operating margin is 8.02%. Uh, EBITDA margin is 15.17%. Return on assets is 2.02%. Does that sound like a business model you would want to invest in? What's the cash flow? Uh, any operating cash flow? Are we in the negative? I don't want to disparage Disney any further than I have. But they're going to need it for this Comcast deal. They're going to need yeah. it. And Fifty Cent said he's not buying luxury brands anymore. Shout out to him. But luxury brand, luxury brands are booming. They are booming. Um, 
and it's no it's no signs of slowing down. So 50 might not be in the in the market for luxury, but there are a lot of people that are. Mm -hmm. And you never get rich surrounded by broke customers. I like that. Come on, write that down, please. Yeah. yeah that's a fact. That's a fact. If you're gonna charge something, you might as well charge premium. Well, I did the show for free. If I made the money, please put yes in chat. Free, well, all y'all want to fuck around, start charging for market Mondays. It's, it's either, oh, and for those who ask for prices, prices for the rest of the year will only be given to uh, members of Red Panda. I've given prices enough for free. No more call it. I'll give y'all price targets. I posted a price target early for Apple for two years, two fourteen is the price where I have it going to. No, I'm going to save it for Red Panda. Can we talk about um, marriage? No. So <laughs> we gotta say that. We gotta say that. Put a post up saying that um, marriage is a business. Uh, you want to do that right now? Can, can we do crypto real quick? Uh, let me get this right oh, off. Then you can go. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. go to crypto. Yeah. Um, all, we get, all we can talk about the Apple. Let's and maybe Apple after that. Okay. Go to Apple crypto then marriage. Okay. Yes. Oh, because it ties right into the marriage. So apparently. Goldman Sachs is thinking about breaking off their engagement with Apple for their card. And well the, everyone messaged me about this. It's like, oh my God, what if it's going to have? It's not going to have. Well, if Goldman Sachs decides to break up with Apple and go to American Express, it will be a lift for American Express. Mm -hmm. it, won't, it won't be a drop in the bucket for Apple at all. The AirPods revenue that they are generating alone is worth more than a deal. Also, Goldman Sachs has had a couple of failed attempts on a retail side. Mm -hmm. um, Marcus That's was one of them that did not do incredibly well. When you are an institutional B2B hedge fund kind of brand, it's really hard to cross over without a spokesperson or without having a track record of doing things for people in the community. Um, it's, not, so it's just not who they are. It's not who they are deemed to be. So yeah. if this doesn't go well, it's not really an indictment on Apple because the Marcus project did not go incredibly well. It will lift up American Express, but Apple will find another partner in this credit card space. If I, and I, I, I'm sure they're not. I, I love it. Score. Yeah, I mean the American Express move is great. I love it if it's American Express. And when, when we talk about uh, payment process, we we always talk about American Express. We talk about Visa. I think those two love. Um, but I mean, if you're talking about marriage and talking about dating, this, this would be a prime example of saying, look, I tried. It didn't work. Yep. Why is it not working? It's because it's not who they are. Right. Goldman Sachs is an investment bank. Right. Like they're not a consumer bank. Right. So, mm -hmm. so consumer lending is not what they do. They have tried over the past three years to get into that space with Apple, with GM. And then they acquired uh, Green Sky, which is home lending. And it has not worked. I think yep. they lost. They've lost three billion dollars, three billion since 2020, trying to do consumer lending. It, it's just not what they are. Um, and I think when you realize this is not who you are, you, you cut your losses. losses. Even also, if it, if yeah. it's with the greatest company uh, in the world, present day, right? This is not working for us. Let's try to pass this on to somebody else, yep. right? So they they tried it with Ford. I mean GM, and then they said, okay. Yeah, this is not this is not working for us. Let's let's stop this this branch of the business. Let's just get back to who we are, which is investment banking and trading. And also, Goldman didn't get the credit for the innovative idea. Apple was the one that swept the headlines away. Mm -hmm. um, I think that had a lot to do with it as well, because of course, if you're providing the infrastructure, Goldman wants some of the credit and some of the upside, and it only boosted Apple more. So, like, if you look when that article and that news came out. Apple stock moved Goldman's barely 
move. And I, I love Goldman's stock. Like if you want to mm-hmm. play in the banking sector, which is it's not one of my favorites, but if you are going to play banking, like Goldman is like one to invest in, their stock didn't move off the news. Like Apple got majority of the credit. So I think they are looking for a relationship and a partner that they can have a lot more control over as a result. And Apple, even if they do move, it has to be approved, right? So like they can say like our American Express is the partner that they want to move Apple to, but if Apple says no, then they're still under agreement for I think like 10 years, right? Is it, is it 10 years? Yeah. Something like 10 years. So they, I mean, it has to be approved if they're going to do it. Apple has reached $3 trillion in market cap. Um, so here's the thing. At one, at some point, when you become too big, then it, it be, it's an issue. No, pause. it's an issue. No, pause. For the listeners, I'm gonna do the hope. I'm done playing the pause game. <laughs> I'm done. I'm just letting it fly. Now that, nah, that was, he showed me that. Nah, he showed me that. And I, Joe's my our guy. Love Joe. It was deserved. But, but Stop if, if the company gets too big, why is it an issue? Because. Um, how much more can you grow? Like it, it becomes a point where you want the real answer. I can be. You're gonna be bigger than like China. Like you're gonna be bigger than Russia. Like you know what I'm saying. Like it's like it's a. What other uh, companies provide value? Well, I'm just I'm just being I'm just adding a point here. Yeah. Um, I'm not coming I, at you. I'm just doing it for. Content. Yeah, and I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you know, at a certain point, the upside, the upside is just saying like, it, it this is not humanly possible. Come for on. it to be, you know, three times bigger than what it currently is right now, like it, yes, it would, it, it, it would be, you know, the fifth biggest country in the world. At some point, Apple, if it keeps going at this pace, it's going to be the largest country. It's going to be worth more than every country on earth. Is, is that Apple is that, not better run than Denmark, United Kingdom, Australia, Austria, Switzerland? It's better running the fucking United States. Tim yeah. Cook should be president. But 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 it's not about that. Um, government also, although government has the final say so and everything, government has the power. That's true. And I don't think any, I don't think any government. That's very scary. I don't think any government wants you know a a, a company to be has more than their GDP, every single GDP on Earth. Um, so at one point, does the the governments around the world, you know, strategically start to dismantle, frown, frown upon it, dismantle, no, dismantle, try to, try to, and possibly, you know why? Oh, and we can get to this Putin and, and Prigozhin point and, and uh, Wagner. When you have BlackRock and Vanguard behind you, let everyone put in chat, how much assets under management does Vanguard and BlackRock have? Whew. They have every country, every politician, every major company, all supply chains under lock, and no one still can tell me who's the principal at Vanguard and BlackRock. Sometimes... You need the protection behind the curtain that allows your business to flourish. There's a reason why Apple lobbies as much as they do as, as well to, to buy that protect. There's a reason why I came on here initially. I could have went with uh, any other ETF provider. I knew if I screamed Vanguard, even though I wasn't an advisor, they'd provide me some protection. I was already invested into them, so I was being honest in my philosophy and strategy. But I know Vanguard would say, hey, let, let, let the little young Negro rock. He's been rocking with us. He brought some people over. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. 
four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. So if Vanguard and BlackRock are not going to be stopped and they are majority owners in Apple and Microsoft, yes, is there a limited upside? I think the, the limited upside for Apple's cap is like $9 trillion. But then if they split that price again and go five to one while we have incredibly gross mismanagement of our country and 482 stocks are being ran poorly, they can only get bigger. Yeah, yeah. Balmer should have killed Hitler and Apple, but he mismanaged the company for 10 years. There would be no room. Microsoft should be Apple right now. Balmer ruined it. Gates handed him a golden goose and all he produced was lead for 10 years. While Gates and Microsoft own 15% of Apple. Well, that's a fact. People don't even know that. Bill Gates is owning Apple. Um, And Steve Jobs always had a strong dislike for Bill Gates. That's a sidebar. (laughs) <laughs> so, but so here's the thing right like if we're looking at that what 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 are the indicators that say like this has more room to go because when i like i saw the question i'm thinking to myself i in my mind the number one indicator that they have is the brand loyalty mm-hmm. like people will just be the people always are going to be loyal to it and then the other part right outside of that the second indicator for me and i'd be interested to hear yours is that free cash flow right they're always going to have room to grow because they have money to acquire. Mm-hmm. And if you have money to acquire, that means you're looking at the landscape, seeing innovation, seeing growth and saying, okay, how can we add this to the portfolio? We have the money to do it. Yep. Here it is. Right? So if somebody's creating now and they like it and it's something that they can add and help their profitability, they have the money to say, all right, we're going to do it. And they're, I said it. They're one of the few monopolies that are loved by the consumer base and the governments. For the longest time, Facebook, not Meta, but Facebook, every big acquisition was being blocked because the government bodies and hedge funds did not like Zuckerberg at the time and would not allow them to acquire anything big after WhatsApp. Apple doesn't have that same issue. Also, the number one thing I'm looking at is their matriculation and adjustment and in going into the healthcare space. Even if the healthcare move only pans out to be 15% of what I think it could be, that should add another trillion over another 10 years on its own. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I'm looking at the market caps now. Apple has crossed 3 trillion. Microsoft's at 2.5. Yep. Right. Apple's at three. Microsoft's right there, 2.5 trillion. And when I look at the landscape, because there are not a lot of great run companies, it only leads to more room for them to grow and lead the pace. And also the other truth is that no one wants to say if Apple falls apart or falls short, it will lead to the financial collapse of the United States stock market. 
So you can, it's too big. It's Jordan in, in 92. Too big to fail. Yeah, absolutely. And so until you get a replace, until you get a Kobe or Bron that can be on par where maybe you have a 10% or 9% drop off and institutions can easily put, we still will not address this pension fund issue in Chicago and Los Angeles, where it's almost evaporated. You don't even have any great investments to be able to stick a lot of money into in municipalities. Well, all right, let's do this then because let's talk about crypto. Yes. Let's talk about crypto. Shall we? Yes. Um, What would you like to say about crypto? Um, well, first, Michael uh, Saylor, MicroStrategy, they bought $347 million worth of Bitcoin at the price of 29668 A lot of people will ask me, is this a good level to buy? I still like it at 24000 25000 but twenty nine isn't bad if you're going to hold it for a five or 10-year period. But remember when I told everyone, like, the biggest institutions were going to, like, buy crypto and own it? That was called a conspiracy theorist. I'm not the foremost expert on Ethereum and uh, the Lightning Network, and I get it. But I was doing some research, and BlackRock um, is a partner in Coinbase, so they have exposure there. Goldman Sachs and the Apple deal may, may not work out, but they have exposure in Galaxy and over-the-counter crypto trading. Fidelity has Fidelity Digital Assets. Goldman, I talked about Bank of America as a partner in the CME group, which allows you to trade Bitcoin futures. And uh, JP Morgan has his hands in the Onyx blockchain platform. Meanwhile, in 2016, Jamie Dimon was telling everyone Bitcoin was trash, but they were buying it on the London exchange when no one else was looking. The top eight institutions have $27 trillion under management, and all of the big players are pushing and buying for a Bitcoin ETF and have Bitcoin and crypto exposure while they demonize it and paid for it to get shut down. The NFT market has dropped 98%. Um, so the big banks have found a way to infiltrate crypto um, as a result. Do I think crypto will continue to rise? Yes, I think Bitcoin year over year. I think the average return for Bitcoin year over year is like 118% return. You have to have some exposure there, but all the big banks have infiltrated crypto as I said they would two years ago. If I made you money, please let me get a yes in chat. And if anybody else made you money, put their names in chat because it's far and few. I can't wait till y'all hear this talk at InvestFest. Can we, can we say, we can't say who. This probably would be the greatest talk on stocks and trading ever, right? Probably. A lot of wealth on stage. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Like, now, y'all don't have to like me, my taste, my demeanor. I told y'all that we're going to come take this shit over. That was crazy. Okay. Here we are. There's no such thing as decentralization. That is not how they play. When I got that little call from the Vatican, they piped down on this. You got a call from the Vatican? Shit. Let's stop club tell you. <laughs> Hey, you better pipe down on this. You getting too close to the source. Was it, was it wait, wait. Be Alex Jones if you want to? You ain't gonna make it, my boy. Was it was it a block? Was it a private number or no, it, was, it was just email from the Vatican? <laughs> I was like, oh my god, was it in Santo? I said, I went to Roman Catholic school. Don't do that to me. Hold on. Oh, oh man, has okay. spoken. Shout out to JP Morgan Chase. At some point, I'll announce the event. Shout out to Justin, Nicole. The, that oh, event will be coming man. back. Oh boy. Yo, I want no smoke. I want to get my little two, three billion. Get out the way. They told that man to pipe down. I, I did too. <laughs> I was gonna go on my little cardinal back. I found a little money trail. 
Boy, <laughs> yo, you sure it was, it was the Cardinal Hayes? No, I want no Cardinal Hayes. Shout out to BX. Boy, yo, uh, Da Vinci Code. You you, you, you decoded the the Da Vinci Code. You talk if you want. Listen, I'm not trying to end up. Okay, we can talk about this Wagner group. No, that's not. Let's not. We 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 can't do that. We let's not do that. Well, we got to we got to tell the people what geopolitical threths there are. Putin applying. Oh no. Okay. Okay. Oh no no no. That that I'm not going to talk. But but no. You have to learn when to back down. Mitigation of risk is the most important thing in investing and trading. I'm cool. I don't want to be Alex Jones. I'm straight. But the Wagner group. Speaking of not backing off of political pressure. Yeah. Um, Wagner, for those you don't know, uh, or um, Prigozhin, that's like King Vaughn. Putin is Dirk. So imagine if Vaughn turns his back on Dirk, what the smoke could have been. You think the war in Chirac was something that killings and Kremlin about to go crazy. Mm. The biggest political threat that you have to keep your eyes on is this civil war in Russia. Interesting business model. When I kept saying China and Russia has an interesting pact and they want to get Africa, this is one of the reasons I was saying so. Um, the Wagner Group business model is to take over diamond and oil mines in Central Africa, and then they end up owning 25%. Go, I won't, I won't do a long spiel on it. I went over it with a uh, stock club on Saturday, but they did capture four of the biggest fields in 2017. They were printing a lot of money, but all of a sudden, because he turned his back on Putin, so there's some pressure there. The big yeah. issue we have to worry about is if Putin goes away or he gets sick or he dies or he gets assassinated by that group or another, that will create a power vacuum. And that may cause a bigger threat to us than Putin ever will be, which will have an impact on a very sensitive United States stock market. But I'll let you guys go do your research on that. Yeah, no, I mean, geopolitical. Uh, our Treasury Secretary will be visiting China this week. Yep. Another not important move um, to, to steady economic ties we've spoken out about this probably every week about the, yeah. the role that china plays and so this is her first visit over there interested to see what comes from this let's see no, let's it's peaceful see. this is we we must monitor the situation let's talk about let's talk about marriage yeah yeah yes i do put a post up they got a lot of traction very controversial uh marriage is a business decision a successful marriage can be extremely fruitful. A bad marriage can be extremely painful. Choose your partner wisely. If you don't plan for an exit, it may be difficult and costly when the time comes. And in the comments, I'm sure. I got a lot of backlash when I said women investors are better than men. So I know there was at your head over this. Well, um, some of the comments were that, you know, you, you're taking um, the romance out of it. You're taking the secrecy out of it. It's a it's a covenant by God. All I, all the post said was that it's a contract. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe in any religious text. It's talked about having a contract in marriage. So once you add a contract to it, now it becomes a business agreement. That, I'm not even saying that, that is that is that's a bad thing, but we just have to not go back to the HBC. You just got the knowledge that it is what it is, right? So it's like if you sign paperwork, and this is why you just can't get a divorce. Like it's just saying you can't just say, okay, the relationship's not working out, it's over. We're done. You have to go through the court system to get a divorce. It's not, it's you just even if it's amicable. You still it still takes some time to get a divorce. If it was just done how it was done 
2,000 years ago, you would just have a witness say, we're no longer married. It's over. Good luck. Or you want to get married. You have a witness. You say you're married. I do. You 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 make your, your vows and the eyes of God, and now you're a union. So we, I'm not saying that marriage is a bad thing. I'm not saying that even the contract is a bad thing. But there is a contract. Mm-hmm. So when you enter a contract, you should be fully informed before you sign a contract. It's just like it's just like a record deal or anything else, right? Before you sign something, you should be fully informed of what you're signing. That's all. The marriage license. Yeah, mm-hmm. because that is not like you can just get out of that easily. Right. <laughs> it just doesn't work like that. And there's a lot that comes with it. True. <laughs> <laughs> so much I want to say, but I'm not. I do. Why not? Why not? This is a safe place. Oh God, no, YouTube, chime in. How do you YouTube chime in? That's How do you true. Feel? What are your thoughts? <laughs> hey, man. Um, I've enjoyed the show. <laughs> Thanks for you. No, Thanks no. You. Okay. I mean, yes. <laughs> trading and investing has considerable risk. So does marriage. I think there needs to be protection on both sides. The game is not fair. You got to lawyer you up and be, you know, and be fair. Like once the courts get involved, it's a, it's a different ball game um, altogether. So tied to a rocket. Yeah, I think everybody should sign two years and then the third year be a player option. See if you want to renew. Player option. Player option. Well played there. I like player that. Option. Player option. What's your yeah. thoughts on this? Uh, I was on <laughs> the the side that it could be very fruitful. Um, uh, money does come into it, um, but the union is the most important part first. Uh, license or not. Um, and so I think that, but that, there is no license or not. You sign. No, no. Let me, finish. let me. Finish. You gotta well, have a license. Well, you're not me, married. <laughs> I think everybody needs to uh, look at their own circumstances and make a wise decision for themselves. Um, marriage isn't for everyone, and I'm, I'm noticing that the more and more we travel, uh, that the opinion on marriage has changed. You like, don't say. <laughs> <laughs> It's changed, and I think that might be a generational thing. I mean, we grew up, I can speak for us, like we grew up and we watched marriage in our, in our households growing up, um, whether, for better or for worse. Um, and so there was that mindset of what marriage is supposed to be. Um, but over the, the course of a generation, that has changed. And I'm, I've become more open-minded to the way that people are viewing mm-hmm. what union is and whether it has a contract or not. A lot of people say, we don't need that. We have love. And that isn't that the most important thing. But it, it there are business ramifications right mm-hmm. um and i know people don't want to think about it i think people view it almost like we think about life insurance in a sense where it's like we don't we don't want to think about dying but it's something that we have to prepare for yeah. um and marriage i feel like it could be looked at the same way like nobody wants to be divorced but we should prepare if that day comes um and you can do that before you you sign the paper or you can figure that out after um but marriage has changed man and um uh, I, I I pray for my brothers and, and all my sisters out there that are looking for that. And I salute and applaud anybody that's not looking for that and, and finding other ways to, to find companionship in, in union outside of legally being married. But is it a business decision or not? Yes, it is. hundred percent. I said that. Yeah. So I don't understand the feedback. Why it was so I didn't bad. even see any of it. I, um, I mean, marriage is a business decision. 100%. Um, it's extremely awkward to have a conversation about breaking up when you no, I'm being honest. No, I'm you. saying somebody put that. If you are, it's, it's it's awkward to have a conversation about um a prenup or or the end of your relationship at the beginning of your relationship. Mm-hmm. That's an awkward conversation to have. 
Is it really though? Yeah, it's extremely awkward. Just, just be honest. How many people really feel com- people say it all the time, but but like people are not really even they most people do, are not going to have a conversation of okay, we're gonna get married now. If this marriage doesn't work out, this nobody it's you better play. Kanye did all the heavy lifting. We won't prenup. We won't prenup. How many yeah. people do you know that have one though? I only exactly. know two. Exactly. I don't know any. Exactly. I don't know any, bro. Exactly. One of these things that's talked about a lot. Nobody has a prenup. Very few. Probably one percent of the population has a prenup. Probably one percent because it's awkward. Most people don't, and a lot of people are just yeah. not even in the finance. But you should. You. This, this is the thing. You don't even have to be rich, like. At some point, we got to have a divorce lawyer on here because, like, when yeah. I was a financial advisor, like talking about a quadro, a quadro is like when the the court, um, you know, uh, makes a judgment on all your financial situation. So your four hundred one k, people don't understand. Even your four hundred one k, you might have a, a half a million dollars in your four hundred one k. Half. Do you think Scotty Pippen should have talked about that prenup or no? Should he have? Yes. Hindsight's twenty. That's the real last dance. Larsa Pippen undefeated. <laughs> Because he didn't want to have a conversation. Mike said he don't approve of it. <laughs> he approved yeah, of Marcus doing what he's doing or no? He don't approve. No, he said he, he does not approve. He he's, not, he's not in support of it. But yeah, like like 401k, half. Um, bank account, yeah. half. Why, why are you crazy. trusting that? Like, this half? But I'm just, nobody thinks about that. Not, not. The average person, the average person is thinking like, I'm not a millionaire or I'm not rich. Yeah. I don't have to um, worry about a prenup. Yeah. Nobody's thinking and like. In this era, the women need to be way more concerned about the prenup. Because most of the complaints be from men. Bruh, for the women who getting into it, y'all better protect yourselves. Don't everybody go quiet at once. Listen, and some of them are going to be lurking at the best that's trying to come up on you. Big girl, yeah, I watch Market Mondays and all the EYL. We we got similar minds. They, no, they, don't fall for it. Pre-nup. They told me I would find a like-minded spouse hey, here. You better tell Tony, prenup, day one. Let, let me see your TD Ameritrade. The let me see the checkers and savings. And if we sign a prenup, if we get married, you better tell them off top. Are you going to be crying? Don't end up like Kelly Clarkson. Sometimes you got to have uncomfortable. This is one thing I learned in business. Nobody wants to have uncomfortable conversations. Um, but sometimes you have to have an uncomfortable conversation. So it's one of these things I think it's important. Even if you don't have a prenup, at least have a conversation of like, what, what are your expectations? Let's say this doesn't work out. What do you, what do you, what do you expect to get out of this? You, know, you might you might be surprised. You might be surprised. They might say, I expect nothing. I expect everything. One at all. And then sometimes people say things and then they change their mind. That happens all the time as well. Yeah. But um I I do think that marriage is extremely beneficial. And I think that um uh, from an economic uh, standpoint, uh, from a fam- no, I'm just saying from a family standpoint, from an economic standpoint, also obviously two incomes are better than one yep. income. Um, you know, it it, it it helps. It helps a lot, even tax benefits. So, I am pro. I'm pro marriage. I'm not. I don't want people to think sure. that I'm. I'm anti the situation. So I, you I know think my question. I want to ask it. No, <laughs> no. I think. I think it's extremely beneficial. Yeah. But it's a probability. A high probability. It's not going to work out. So, just all I'm saying is just be prepared. That's all. Preparation. Preparation. Because because on the flip side to it, what they don't talk about it, just like marriage can be beneficial. Mm. A bad marriage can can sink your ship. Divorce, yeah. child support. At some point, we got to have a real tax conversation. evasion. 
tax evasion. Yeah, we talked about with with, with some people. Yep. At some point, we got to have a real conversation about child support. This, yeah. this this is the un, this is this is the tax on black men, unproportionately. That's crippling. Disproportionately. Disproportionately. Yeah. That's crippling people economically. That's a real conversation. No, it's a it's a very real conversation. No, nobody seriously. nobody wants to talk about that. I, that's a conversation I would love oh, to shit. be part of. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to like moderate that conversation. Yeah. Would you? Yeah, I would. I would. Because I like I have peers who are that pay child support, um, and it it it's a conversation that like I like you said is disproportionately catered to affecting men, um, and we need to get to the bottom of why. Like from a legality standpoint, from an economic standpoint, what it that go, does. It goes back to that conversation on okay, I'll ask a question. If every parent had an agreement to pay each other, or let's say dad pays mom child support and they didn't go through the state, how much net revenue would the state lose as a result? Because they're investing the money that comes in the child support pool. You can't mess up the inflow of the funds if you're going to invest the funds. Yeah. So yeah. Point. child support is a, is a very bad. It's a very bad um, system. Extremely, extremely flawed. Nobody wins. That's the thing about it. No, nobody wins in the child support system. The state wins. Well, yeah, that's probably the only person. But um, <laughs> it creates such division and such animosity between men and women. Most of the time, the women are not getting enough money to even make a difference in their life. Mm -hmm. The men, the money is actually life. So the the woman, the money that the women get most of the time is not life changing. The money that is taken from a man's check like is life changing. So nobody wins. That's a spread. <laughs> nobody wins. You can't even you can't you can't even live somewhere because seven hundred dollars a month, like six hundred dollars a month, is like now that's crippling you. Mm -hmm. And then in the grand scheme of things, six hundred dollars a month is 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 not gonna like it's not it helps raise a child, but if you got a child, that's not gonna mm. change your life. You still you still gotta work your job. Yeah. You still gotta work overtime. You still gotta do every so you're still doing every single thing. So it doesn't really necessarily change your life, but it cripples somebody else's life. And if you don't pay it, you go to jail. And then when or, you come out, or they take your license, all kinds of different things. Passport, passport, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Microsoft CEO expects for their revenue to double by 2030. So uh, for everyone investing in Apple and Microsoft, Satya is on a war path as well. So he'll be able to make his child support and alimony payments on time. <laughs> it's in that situation. So just be mindful but for all the, young, all the young people watching, women and men, just be mindful of that because sometimes, you know, you, you do things and you can't really reverse the course of action. Yeah. Um, it's one of these things, unfortunately, that can set you back in life. Um, you know, being like I said, that's why I'm pro marriage because being a single parent is not beneficial for anybody. It's not. It's not beneficial for anybody to be a single parent, and um, in, including the child. Yeah. Um, so this is an economic problem that affects everybody and hurts every single person. It hurts the child, hurts the mother, hurts the father, and um, it, it's something that when you talk about finances and you know generational wealth. This is one of the things that can clip that early, yep. and and you and you sometimes you can never recover from it. So definitely, um, yeah, we can have a special. Maybe we can have yeah. like a like a, like a yeah. Dateline special. We have like a special, special relationship special. We'll talk about alimony. We'll talk about 
divorce. We'll talk about child support. support. Then we'll talk about the benefits as well. We'll talk about the tax benefits that you get for, mm -hmm. for being married. We'll talk about different programs that's beneficial. But even like when you sign up to daycare, like, you know, <sighs> that you get, you get hurt if it's two Ooh. incomes. Sometimes it's like you got to, the one income is more beneficial than two incomes. Yep, yep, yep. And then find the one alone. My God. Oh, my gosh. That, yeah. One day, well, I'm going to do, a, like, maybe in an episode, all the ways that America takes money away from us while they tell us not to invest. Yeah. We went through five streams right there. Let's not even talk about private school or education for kids like the multiple on that business alone has went up 1500 percent in the last 12 13 years the daycare play is insane 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 if you have it you're gonna pay if you don't it's subsidized it's somebody gonna pay yep so yeah well they said earn your alimony earn your alimony that's funny. So, hey, listen. Fellas, y'all got to watch out because that's the play too. Help you build something up. This is the real play you got to watch out. You don't have anything, uh, Gerard. You find somebody, she help you build it and then take 70% on the back end. Oh, that's the other venture capital. The, the earn your that's alimony. the other V capital. <laughs> the earn your alimony plays <laughs> easy. You go, to, you go to South Beach. You go to West Hollywood. You go to, you know... All of these different places. Oh, you're a little sucker. So why can't we take that serious, man? What's wrong with us? But that is an investment strategy. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about Sandy, Sandy Springs. <laughs> Sandy Springs, and um, you, you, you just wait. It's like it's like fishing. Just wait. Max, wait. Somebody gonna bite. Stay out. You stay out long enough. You're gonna catch. Some, you're gonna catch a. You're gonna catch a fish. Catch if you, a if you big fish. Catch Y'all can catch some suckers on investment. <laughs> Okay. That's a fact. Okay. You just wait. You <laughs> just wait. So y'all better be applying too much pressure. Like, patience, patience. Okay. That's a fact. You go to all these events that you see, earn your leisure, and, and just go to the clubs. You see the same people. Facts. Intentionally. <laughs> Intentionally. Yo, he's not lying, bro. Intentionally, he's not lying. This is all over the world. Hey. Back world to inside the world, so I can't wait to go back. All you need is oh. one. One is somebody's somebody you only need one victory. That's it. All you need is one <laughs> flawless one flawless victory. Hey. The shooting guard for <laughs> the, <laughs> the you name it. Somebody on the team. You name it. Yeah. Fill in the blank. All-star weekend. Yeah. Real quick. I know we're going to do – can we just do like two Dead or Alive real quick? Yeah, real quick. Let's give it to him real quick. All right. So this is like a abbreviated version of Dead or Alive segment where we're looking at the health of the companies, tell whether their vital signs are strong or weak. Let's do three. Let's start with Target. Traded at 134 today, down 11% year-to-date, up 3% in June. They just announced that their uh, dividend is going to increase to $1.10. Thoughts on Target? They got some other issues they need to fix. Um, that ESG campaign is ruining them. They've adjusted to where they should Ooh, be. Yeah, but yeah, the, the ESG, I don't want to touch that with a 10-foot pole, but uh, I don't like Target at this price. Maybe if I can grab it at 80. And when I'm comparing them in a retail space, I got to compare them against McDonald's, Starbucks, Chipotle. Their margins are not better. Business model is not better. Um so I'm not gonna say dead, but I wouldn't touch Target until it got to about eighty bucks. 
Um, yeah, I wouldn't touch it. Yeah, shout out to everybody that was in the market today. I know they were confused. It's 2 o'clock and the market closed. It's a holiday yep. tomorrow, y'all. That's what happened. All right, one of my favorites. We said this two years ago. Two years ago, and I think we had a phone call about it. Mercado Libre, ticker M-E-L-E, the Amazon of South America. It's yeah, I like them. 12, almost 1,200, 1193. They're up 44% year-to-date. Uh, they're up 281% over the past five years. When we talk about profitability... Yes, they do that, but they do it consistently. What's your yeah. thoughts on Mercado Libre? Uh, Mercado Libre is alive, but uh, well, the PE ratio looks like that of a tech stock, though. Uh, I think they got to, let me see, got to 2,000 bucks in 2021. Mm-hmm. It had to tumble, came down to almost 600. Uh, Mercado Libre is a great stock, but it's a stock you have to buy it at the right price. So, like, alive and well, thriving between 605 to 810 is where I like them. Anywhere other than that is, is too high. Um, they probably won't surpass the all-time high until at least a year after the election because I think that's when like the economy will start to stabilize a little bit. Um, but between like 600 and 800, I like it if you're going to hold it for a five-year period. But yeah, Mercado right. Libre is alive in the well. Somebody said puts on Zion. Big <laughs> Fendi. Yo, man, Dick it Fendi. happens, man. Any, any, anybody get caught up, man. Hold your head, Zion. Hold your head. Happen, Earn man. your alimony. Go find you a little sucker. Mandate 50 grand a month. Listen, he paid 100 for that, for stepped on. <laughs> yo, it happens, man. Yo, I, yo, bro, I'm not. I, I, I'm not. I don't know. That's crazy. On that. on. No, no, we're going to talk. Sure. Yeah, man, no. we love our women, man. That's crazy. Look, look. <laughs> Wait, last one, last one, because we got to say it, because people are like, yo, you didn't talk about it. And we, we spoke about EVs, we talked about Tesla Rivian. Had a great week last week, up 40% over the past week, uh, 12% for the year. Their deliveries uh, outpaced their estimates. Last, I think, two weeks ago, they announced that they're going to be uh, using Tesla's charging stations. What's your thoughts on Rivian? Uh, are we dead? or What's the vital sign on that? Um. Had a nice, nice bounce. I'm not mad at it. I'm not going to come out and immediately say dead, but I, they are not a winner over Tesla. I think this is more of a better swing trade. Um, I love our women too, ladies. If you can get a hundred grand a month out of man, put fifty grand of it into the market, you'll easily <laughs> make four or five million dollars a year. Let me help you. I, I got got a pacer, a Chicago Bull. I can help you finesse. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> listen, we can be the other arc. Yo, the arc for the three. Then I got a pacer. Jesus, <laughs> um, a hornet or two. Jesus. Anyway, um, Rivian should get you twenty four bucks. Talk about bad investment. Yeah, I'm out, man. It's been real. It's been real. Hey, y'all wanted a live episode? <laughs> Yo, that's are. a new ticker. They said Zion's a new ticker. That's crazy. Z i o n triple levered volatility fund. <laughs> By Invesco, boy, <laughs> ladies, you get you three of them, <laughs> boy, you can put a hundred grand into the market, boy. Yo, and talk about generational wealth. Find you a generational sip to build generational wealth. <laughs> that's, the, that's the new strategy. <laughs> Y'all thought the options was fire in 2020, 2023. Find you a sip and build generational wealth. Game they, set match. They, they watch. <laughs> they watching the Woj report. 
260? Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh man. Oh, you know what's crazy? Like shout, the migration. Shout out to it's, gonna start, it's gonna start coming to that whole wave is gonna start coming to invest fest because once they start to realize like this is where the billionaire, this is where like, the real billionaires are. They're already been trying. Yeah, no, but it's gonna come in. It's waves. gonna get worse though. It's gonna get worse. Yeah. Woo! Uh, you wanted a live show. You wanted a live show. You wanted a live show. I'm gonna give it to you. This is what this is what the live show comes with. Yes. You never know what can happen. No edits. No edits. <laughs> Come to Chicago. I'm gonna have the earn your alimony play. Hey, I'm gonna hey. break down what to invest in, what to do the options, how many contracts on futures, how to read the scouting report. Can we get Brittany Renner? Hey y'all, I swear to God, I want Brittany there. We need to have yes. Well. Ghana, time out. Ghana, Ghana is on the way, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. We are coming to the motherland, and we will be announcing that extreme. I know, I know, time is of the essence. So, um, it's top level priority. We just, you know, working on just finalizing the venue, but um, we want to make sure that it's, that it's an experience like no other. It will be in December, at the end of December, most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but we, we we're working on that. Um, we will be announcing that extremely soon. You can yeah. get on the waiting list just to wait, but. The Ghana situation will happen. It will be the first time ever that um, something like this ever happens where, you know, we're taking the show on the road and we're going to, to Ghana in December. Every, extremely every time we, extremely okay. important. I saw 19 keys doing push-ups on a jet ski. <laughs> 19 different. That was amazing. That dude's yes. motor is man. That and was his crown did not move either. No, Keys, you got to tell me how you keep. He be so poised too. That was fine. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did push-ups on a jet ski. Yes. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. And I was just I was saying that every time we, we talk about Ghana and we move in a lot of circles, people are like, oh, we're coming. Yeah, we we, 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 we want to join y'all out there. A lot of people are looking forward to Ghana. Even, even, even in Ghana. We spoke to somebody in Ghana. And he was like, yo, the buzz out here is crazy. Like people have been talking about it yeah. there. So the anticipation is building. building. Yeah, we're we gonna do an HBCU tour t- next year or no? There are yes. some talks with some people. Yes. yes. Now after tonight, I'm sure they're looking forward to it. <laughs> we can do Clark Spelman Morehouse. That'd be cool. But look, three in, three out. I used to wreak havoc on that promenade. Shout out to everybody in. It's <laughs> not. AJ's terrorist boy. Let me chill. TV timeout. This episode was sponsored by <laughs> nobody. <laughs> EJ Nito sat of the night. Boy. Oh, man. All right. Just by 85 South. Now, ch- check out the episode by my tomorrow, friend 85 tomorrow. South tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Yep, yep, yep. Chico, Los, Fly, Chad, Ryan. Yeah. Love y'all. Check out the episode tomorrow, 85 South. Earn your leisure collaboration. Yeah. One o'clock on the 4th of July. Perfect way to spend the 4th of July. Be safe out there. Yeah. Um, Fourth of July is here, and um, yeah, year's almost over, ladies and gentlemen. That's crazy. Time to start planning next year. That's crazy. What, what do you guys want to see Market Monday's uh, tour next year? Put some cities in chat. Yeah, I'm ready to get back on the road. Mexico, you are up next. Y'all don't say I, I miss my my motherland, homeland, other land. Dominican Republic, you're on the clock. Hey, what? You are on the clock. <laughs> The Market Mondays DR live show. Can you speak Spanish? Uh, no. 
you know. Translator. Well, I, I can understand it, you know. We'll get a translator. A few of them. A few of them. Yes. So we will have a few translators in DR. Yep. And uh yes. Yep. Sounds Fellas, like... don't get in trouble out there. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Why y'all want to play? You're gonna be Zion out there, okay? <laughs> no, nah, yeah, I was talking about I was trading the Nasdaq. No, you trading something else? <laughs> you trying to do the arbitrage on the forex out there? No, forex, foreign exchange for real. Hey, Art, the real forex, yeah. the real rationing. Oh man! All right, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so y'all be good to each other. Love is love. Uh, check out the episode tomorrow. Tap in and be safe out there. It's warm out here. So there's a the heat index is increased. I want y'all to be safe. If you're at camp, hydrate yourself. If you're yes. going on vacation, safe travels. Uh, and love is love, man. Be good to each other. And That's Chicago, we be we'll be announcing that Chicago date probably next week. Um, so Chicago, big, 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 big show planned for you guys as well. Um, can't, can't forget wait. Chicago. Can't forget Chicago. The whole, crazy the, whole, the whole Midwest. Gary, Coming Indiana, Chicago, Peoria. Yeah, Peoria, yeah. 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 City. Oh, my okay. God. Split Michigan. Listen, I need Bump J, Dirt, uh, WGCI, Power 92, starting out. Hey, listen, I'm from the Midwest. We need to get the word out. We need to help the kids. The violence is crazy in Chicago. Please tap in. Right? Come on, Xander. Do your thing, too. Copy me. There we go. (laughs) Right? We're going to come back to uh, the Midwest and put on the show. We're going to have some special surprises. And this is probably one of my best performances. And so I already started writing the outline for the Chicago show. Cannot wait to go crazy. Shotan, what's going on? All right. All right, y'all. Peace. Love. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu.